This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast. The realest podcast ever. Episode. I don't know the number. I was ready for everything except the freaking episode 150 number. No, you're way off. Are we in the one fifties? We're in the one sixties. Nah, we are one sixty. Yes, we've done a lot of these. One sixty-seven. Seven. Okay, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, you know. Shout out to everybody out there. We just had the uh, Labor Day holiday. Uh, hopefully, y'all are feeling good, refreshed wherever you are. Had that yes. extra day off. Some people had Friday off too. It took Friday off, so made it a nice long weekend. Hopefully, y'all uh, you know enjoyed yourselves this weekend, had fun wherever y'all was at. Um, I was in Vegas. It was it was cool. It was a vibe. A uh, lot of humans, like l- way different than when I went to Vegas last year. It was a uh, it was you know straight lockdown time. Yeah. Ain't no lockdown right now. No, no, lock, the lockdown is over. <laughs> that shit is over. I literally said the other day, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to call from somebody and spark the next <laughs> one because this shit is like 76 right now. Parking lot all day long. It's back to like, yeah. Did you ever see that joint with Wolverine rubbing the the picture frame? <laughs> I'm like, that's how I feel about with Phase the, One. The lockdown. <laughs> like Phase One, dog. 12 minutes from Southwest to North Philly. Yeah, phase One was like 12 days later, where it was like, uh, it was like zombie apocalypse. Uh-huh. Like motherfuckers was afraid to go outside. Like, my homie yo, the, was like, no, my homie was me. like, no, Phase One wasn't that crazy. I'm like, dog. Do you do I, like maybe you just weren't there last year? I'm like, niggas legit was printing out paperwork. Like, no, I could just if I get pulled over, I could just show them I'm essential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> motherfuckers was running around with paperwork to go get liquor. Remember that shit? Yep. They were sending people back to Philly from the liquor store. We pulled up to uh, Total Wine in Delaware. Yeah. It was a it was a a, a horse a, a cop on a horse. I said they got a mountie out there. <laughs> like dog. You had, Jim Crow you had, back. <laughs> you, you had to go to the other liquor store. Like when you come up 95, you go right for the total wine. Yeah. You had to go to the left down to the scumbag liquor store. You go there. The joint that looked like the joint old dog shot up on uh, on <laughs> <Old> minutes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go there to get your liquor. They dead ass had a mountie out front of total wine. Awful. Like if you not from Delaware, get the fuck get out of here. About this joint. Like the first phase of the shutdown was lit. Yeah, Expressways so. wide open. Gas was two dollars. It was excellent. Yeah. All my UPS and uh, FedEx workers was overworked like a motherfucker. <laughs> they was delivering 900 packages. It was packages. like a flu game Jordan. <laughs> Yo, that yeah, shit this is weekend, crazy. weekend, Vegas, no shutdown, nothing. Like, motherfuckers walking around shirtless. Everybody, all the chicks got uh, bikinis on. It was cool. It was a vibe. Like, it was it was a good situation. 
Uh, so you know, I had fun. I stayed at the uh, at the Encore for the first time because I spent a lot of time there. Last time I went, I stayed at the Cosmo. The Cosmo was ghetto as shit, though. It was like uh, Casanova was still free. It was him and like uh, sixty Brooklyn niggas like had a residency at the Cosmopolitan. In addition to all the Philly niggas I knew staying over there. So yeah, that was. And that's where you that, stayed at this time. That's what I stayed at last time. Where'd you stay at this time? The Encore. Okay. Yeah, I stayed at the Encore at the Win this time in the uh, Sky Suites. That shit was dope. Like. So that was cool. Went to a couple restaurants. There's this restaurant called uh, Wing Lei in the Wind. It's okay. the, it's an Asian fusion restaurant. It's the only Asian fusion restaurant in North America that has a Michelin star rating. Oh, okay. Dinner service is like fucking poetry emotion. It's like uh, old Lebec Finn. Like it's like ah. constant people you know moving. You need this. You need that. Held at a bottle of champagne. It's like off to the side. They swoop in when they see a drink getting low. Like it was, it was dope. It was definitely worth the. Break. I told you Eddie V's. The, the it was, it was dope. I'm like Chad is out of his mind. No, I just, I'm just not. Uh, you don't like seafood. I don't like seafood. So it's like I'm only getting thirty percent of the experience. Uh, I'm not a crazed seafood. I had two seafood experiences I don't the other day at all. <laughs> okay, so I went to Eddie V's the other day. Um, I got a twelve ounce fillet. It was cooked perfect. I got stuffed shrimp on top of it. Stuffed with crab meat. Excellent. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it got the uh, the crab meat fried rice. I got the uh, mac and cheese, and I got the Brussels sprouts. Excellent. And uh, it was funny because the the our waiter was white, white guy. And he was like, do you want a bottle of sparkling water or regular water? I'm like, you can bring me an aquapana, a regular one. So he brought it to the table, had the glass and ice. I mean, you could just leave the bottle. With a black guy, like his assistant, I guess, yeah. brought the water. The water assistant. The water assistant. <laughs> he brought the joint. He, he poured her water. Then he went to pour mine. I'm like, you could just... Leave it. Like, don't. I'll, I'll pour it as I go. He was like, okay. And he put it down. And the white guy noticed that my glass was empty in the bottle. He came, did that, did, did, did that nigga pour it? Did this nigga not pour the water? I'm like, no, nah, I told him. <laughs> I told him not to. You gonna get this nigga fired. <laughs> no disrespect. No, no disrespect. You gonna fire, this, gonna fire this nigga today in front of you. It's gonna be your fault. No disrespect. This nigga <laughs> get the axe. Oh, right. big, big Daniel. Yo. You're late. You're, you're late. We already on air. Oh, shit. <laughs> Come upstairs, man. Yeah, Dan's here. <laughs> we found Dan. We after, found Dan. After a three-month hiatus, yeah. we knew where he was. I mean, he just yeah. wasn't showing up. Just the, the, Once the yacht is out there, <laughs> don't come it, back to the It dock. just keeps going. Yeah, just don't. Apparently, you can get from uh, Florida to yeah. the Gulf of Mexico yeah. very easily. The whole Mediterranean <laughs> is just <laughs> all connected. <laughs> but yeah. Fucking Caspian Sea. But I tell you, we had two different seafood experiences. We went to Eddie V's one night, which is like, Classy and nice and real, you know, uh, top of the line. Top of the line. You know what I'm saying? Real nice food, good food. It was awesome. Um, way better than State 48. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect, but I just thought the experience, yeah. the food, everything was better. Then the next day we went to. And there's no niggers having a concert in there. No, <laughs> none of that. Yeah, it was definitely the ambiance. Everything was straight. The next day we went to a all you can eat crab leg fest. Oh shit! In M Maryland. Did you take your gun? There, here go the crazy part. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a a, a crab person. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not when they, like you, like how you don't really like seafood. Right. I like seafood, but I'm not like like that. You like ain't waking up like where the crab legs at? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Standing in line at Bob's <laughs> before it opened. Like I, I'm not one of those people. But you know those people that go to those crab fests, they live like. 
you know, I don't even know how to tie the bib. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't do this. So like, they, you know, they take the bib and they write some cool shit yeah. on it. I get it cracking when I'm backing out the garage. <laughs> Stupid shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, about to make crabby patties. <laughs> <laughs> What's cracking blood? Stupid shit. So they, uh, we went there and everybody got like, it was a bunch of us. Everybody got like the, uh, the crab leg feast and it is hush puppies and clam strips and. A bunch of, you know, they bring the, the seafood to you on a trash can lid and, you know, they give you a hammer and, and like, a, a walnut cracker. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this shit is too much for me, man. Like, and I just get a crab cake sandwich or <laughs> something. That shit is too much. That shit was nuts. But two totally different seafood yeah. experiences. You probably wouldn't like it because you don't. I would, I, I would not appreciate that one. Yeah, no. Nah. And then the crab legs thing, I didn't realize there's a science to cracking crab legs. I thought you just kind of break it and pull the meat out. But apparently you got to pop the bottom of the because I'm like, I'm looking at all of them and I'm like, how y'all keep doing it to where you you because you crack the leg and the whole meat paws come out yeah. like the And I'm just like, yo, I, I cracked the shit and the, the meat break in half. Now I'm <laughs> trying to suck the meat out. He's smoking. Right. <laughs> right. right. It looks like I'm smoking a glass pipe. Right. And they like, no, you got to break the bottom part of the leg off, and that disconnects the tibula. And I, they, I'm like, yo, this shit. And then all the meat comes out. It's like a night at uh, Harvey Weinstein's yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But Eddie V's was very good. That was the point I was making. But yeah, Eddie V's service, top notch. Yeah, it was good. Top notch. It was definitely good. So we can get right with the shits. Uh, it's a lot going on. We don't have a lot of time because niggas got shit to do today. Uh I think the the most important thing that's going on is uh is this album, Certified Lover Boys. Everything around the album, Every, has, it's, it's a it's lot turned into a nonsense. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. It, it's become it's a really thing. a thing. Uh, so we're we want to do a full dedicated breakdown of the album, but then we have to we're gonna stop, pause, go around. Yeah. There, there's a lot of shit. It's a lot happening around this album and this uh this cold war between uh Drake and Kanye. So it's gotten it gets stranger every day. Because there's a, a there's two to three more stories about it every day. Yeah, I heard Dan coming in the studio. Big Dan with coffee. Yeah, niggas got jobs and shit to go back to. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, not nowadays. We be on time. So you might as well just jump in on the conversation. You don't even got to fucking record. Dan got the little. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Fuzzy boom yeah. shit on the black magic now. Niggas get money now. <laughs> so you had a you had a good summer. So we we talking about this album, man. We talking about Certified Lover Boy and all of the uh, shit that's around it. So the album is obviously trending to be number one. I saw first report six hundred twenty five thousand is on is on pace to do. Uh, he's potentially about to have like seven or eight songs in the top ten. Said it could be higher, or or ten of the top ten. That, that before we go into the breakdown of the album, can I do this? Yes. I told my homie the other day. I'm like, at this point, I think I'm ready to move Drake up on my all time list. Fair enough. And he was like, you 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 serious? And I'm like, no, real shit. Like at this point, 
the top five, he he's he's deserving of it. In maybe not necessarily lyricism. I don't think he's a better lyricist than Nas or Jay Z or Biggie or whatever. Right. But as far as an artist, he's unmatched. Well, I mean, and, if you talk about artists, he's like it's like Michael Jackson, Beyonce. I was and him. About, <laughs> like once you factor it all in, it's like so. This is my thing with Drake. It should have been over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's unprecedented. It, it should have been done. Yeah, we're on year 12. And I look at it like for every time I thought it was over, it didn't really end. It actually got bigger. So for me personally, I thought that his plateau was going to be nothing was the same. I remember when that album dropped with the memory had the first it was the cover with him with the afro with the pick then the, the 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 shit. Then he had the biggest singing record and the biggest rap record simultaneously. He had hold on. We're going home and uh, started from the bottom yeah. out at the same time. And I'm just like this album. He got Jay-Z on the album now again. Remember they had the whole issue. Yeah. Jay wasn't on take care of none of that shit. He got Jay back on the album. He got Wayne in the right spot. It's This is going to be the plateau. He just won the Grammy for take care. I'm like, nothing was the same is going to be the, the crescendo. Like That's right. going to be the top of the top. Nothing was the same comes out. Insane numbers. He has two top ten records. Well, hold on, we going home and started from the bottom. Neither of them number one, but top ten records, yeah. right? So then I look at after. That was 2013, right? He drops Nothing Was The Same. Then he goes on tour with Lil Wayne. Drake vs. Lil Wayne tour where it happens, right? It's the second biggest tour in rap history at the time yeah. behind Watch The Throne. Watch The Throne was still the number one tour. So I'm like, he has the Grammy for Take Care, this big, huge crossover smash album, and now the second biggest tour in rap history with Lil Wayne. This is probably the end of it. It's, go- it's going it down. Gets, yeah. The next year, out of nowhere, just out the blue, he drops If You Read This Is Too Late. It drops. No single, no promotion, no nothing. At that time when it dropped, it was the only album that had went platinum in the years. Remember, that was a down year. Yeah. So that album drops, and it's like, God damn, like his, his appeal seemed like it might have gotten stronger. Like, all the street motherfuckers was really, really fucking with that album yeah. hard. And, you know, it's like, all right, you can see he's throwing the shots at certain people and doing all the little shit. So then the behind-the-scenes things is him doing the different freestyles and the different features. And the 4 p.m. at Calabasas was around that little time. And it was just like, oh, Puff don't fuck with him, but he, he crushed Puff. And da-da-da-da-da. And it was like, all right, where is this going? Right? Yeah. The very next year... He drops What a Time to Be Alive with Future. The album is nuts. It comes out, it's like, oh shit. Like, Drake's really like not, it's not over. You know what I'm saying? Like a random ass album with Future, top of the charts, 400,000 first week. Jumpman is another top 10 single. It's like, oh shit. So then he gets into the shit with Meek, right? That whole shit sparked. Drake don't write his raps. Drake, Drake, Drake get help from Quentin Miller. DJ drama, Swiss, everybody coming together. The cabal is yeah. is rolling. Drake literally just picked Meek. Like, you know what? You. Yeah. Out of all you, out of all you, out of all you disobedient <laughs> niggas, you crushes Meek. Drops back to back. The song goes five times platinum. Meek has to disappear from the internet. Meek couldn't tweet for six months. It's like, wait, what the fuck? So then Drake goes on tour again. Summer 16 tour. American leg with Future. European leg with Gucci and Young Thug. It's the second biggest tour in rap history. Still behind Watch the Throne. Right. So now the all-time list for rap earnings in a tour, Watch the Throne, Summer 16, Drake vs. Lil Wayne. I'm like, oh, this is over. This, this, this is done. 
Then the good music shit sparks. Kanye throws the whole entire gauntlet at him. Every album Kanye could come up with. Nas, 2 Chains, fucking KRS-One. Whoever the fuck <laughs> Kanye could get his hands on. Pusha T, everybody. We throwing all these albums at, albums at him. Pusha T drops the disc. Story of Adonai. Drake and Blackface. Somebody the other day, I think it was Nerd, was like... We're going to need a 30 for 30 on how people just don't care about this anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, that should have been the nail in the coffin. Yeah. It isn't. Drake lost, but it isn't. Yeah. The knock on Drake through all of this time was... He don't have he, no number one. He could, he could put out a hit, but he couldn't give you no number one. So then Scorpion shows up. God's plan goes number one. Not number one for a week. It goes number one for 11 weeks and goes diamond. Nice for what goes number one for five weeks and sells six million records. In My Feelings on some goofy shit, word to Shiggy, I guess, goes number one for seven weeks and sells nine million records. He sold 25 million records just in those three, three songs. Singles, yeah. Scorpion Drops, it does a billion streams in a week. It's the biggest streaming album ever, right? He goes on tour again. This time he takes the Migos, Drake and the Three Amigos. Now it's the most successful tour in rap history is what Drake has. The, the tour earned $2 million a night for 53 different shows, $106 million. So now when you look at the all-time top, record, top uh, earnings tours in rap history, Drake and Amigos, Kanye and Jay, Drake and Future, Drake and Lil Wayne. It gets bigger every year. So then if you're looking at Scorpion, you're like, there's no way he gets past this. In the load up for this album, he drops Scary Hours 2. Every song on there goes one, two, and three on the Billboard Hot 100. No one's ever done that. Elvis, Michael, no one ever in history had the number one, the number two, and the number three song at the same time. Mind you, when Scorpion dropped, he had seven songs in the top ten at the same time. That beat Janet Jackson and the Beatles record. Right. So he does that. Now this new album drops, CLB. The shit comes out where it's like, yo, they're saying that he could possibly clear the entire top ten on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. I've never seen nothing like it. And in the process of all of this, he gives every rapper that's around their biggest charting record. Little Baby's biggest charting record is a Drake record. Mm -hmm. Future's biggest charting record is a Drake feature. Rick Ross's biggest charting record is a Drake feature. Travis Scott's biggest charting record is a Drake feature. Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, everybody you can think of. Yeah. Blockboy JB, Bad Bunny, everybody <laughs> you can think of. So it's like when I look at the rap ability, the song making ability, the staying power, and it's not just hanging on, it's forward motion. Yeah. I'm, it, at this point, it's just like, how is he not considered that? I think it's nuts. I think there's also something to be said to the fact that he could have cheated and inflated his album sales for CLB by putting those Doing records. packages or he any of that shit. He could have put the song with Dirk, the three uh, songs from Scary Hours. He could have put them I on the album. I about the song with Dirk. How about he he could have put those, because that's a number two yeah. record. He could have put those. Well, that's, four, that's the John talking about when I mentioned yeah, yeah, Dirk. Yeah. yeah, he could have put those four songs on here to inflate the overall album sales and to basically pad his stats and guarantee a million sales first week. But he basically said, "I'm compartmentalizing that. That those four records are over here. This is a whole nother body of work that I'm presenting to the audience, and I feel like there's going to be a deluxe at some point." Mm -hmm. Now, getting into the album itself, I told Matt the other day. Because he was on the same type of time I was. I wanted to really live with this album. I didn't say much about it on social media. Yeah, I tweeted lines yeah, here and there. I, I, like, because I was trying to, like, digest the album. Like, I wanted to take into account the public reception, the detractors, <clears throat> um, you know, the so-called so, so -called expert, music experts. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I wanted to take all of that into consideration and I wanted to form my own opinion after living with the album for like five or six days. So coming back to the album now, I got multiple feelings about the album. Mm -hmm. I think the highs are really high. It's some of the best work of his career. The lows, not that they're they're bad songs. I just feel like they didn't fit into creating like a cohesive album. Mm -hmm. So overall, I like a lot of the songs. There's a handful of songs I could do without. And because of the songs that I could do without, and just like the sequencing kind of got weird for me after like number seven, I feel like the overall album itself isn't being respected the way that it should be because it's a little bit bloated. Mm -hmm. It's like an hour and 21 minutes compared to normally he's tapping out at like an hour, 65 minutes, 13 songs, 14 songs. So he made a longer album that kind of like caters into streaming. Yeah, and I also kind of feel like there are certain moments where he made missteps that normally Drake don't make. Like normally his best records are those longer beat switch records and shit like that. But like like take into deep so on champagne. Well let's start at the top. So so on champagne poetry, he doesn't. So we're doing this. Yeah. Champagne poetry, beautiful. Listen. It's perfect. Perfect. It's it's it's, I my my homie got mad at me the other day because I'm like, you can already put that up there for top five intros. It's one of the best intros I've it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's, it's a perfect record. And the reason why I like it so much is because it literally set the tone for the album where it's like, y'all know I'm Drake. Y'all know what I am do. Y'all know what I do. Y'all know I'm going to be singing. But I I also rap. And when I rap on this album, I rap, I'm rap. dissing Kanye. I, 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 that was my... The, the first line was literally... I was playing to my man Jerry. I'm like, yo, the first line was, um, I've been hot since the birth of my son. Uh, whatever, trust me, worse has been done. Fuck evaluations. Let's show me some personal, personal funds. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> we right here. <laughs> this is it. It's like, I'm going to be dissing Ye the entire album. Yeah. And I was like, this is what the fuck we're here for. The beat switch, the beat buildup, perfect. It's beautiful. It's perfect. So, Champagne Poetry, A. Uh, my notes from it, production, masterpiece, lyrical wizardry, beat changes was perfect, immaculate, great way to start the album. Second song, Poppy's Home. I think... Listen. That this is going to be the song to carry this album for. When I first heard it, I'm like, it, you know what instantly it happened? When you listen to Take Care, how Take Care started with Over My Dead Body and then went right in the shot for me, that's how this shit feels. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Poppy's home? Like, I didn't like it at first. Like, yeah. on the first listen, I got in the car and I'm riding to it and I played it and I played it again. Now I played it again. I got out of my car and walked into the supermarket. I'm dead ass. Like, as I'm going into the supermarket, you know, I, I want to drop M850. It's like everybody knows this. Somebody rode past me in one in front of, you know, driving down the fire lane. Yeah. Dude, white dude came down in the drop 850, and I'm just to myself, like, on Benedict with the top down. <laughs> like, Poppy's Home really that good. No, Poppy's Home is that work. Poppy's Home is that and shit. And it's one of those records to where, like you said, it don't really catch you on first listen. 
But once you get into like the minutia of it, like when he get in them pockets, like when when he like flowing like that, Dog. like he untouchable. He the shorty shorty's getting knocked down. Rap niggas doing pop verses with a pop artist because they pop now. Like he he just he he he's 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 too skilled at too much. And that's yeah. what I was saying as far as like moving him up. It's like I really look at him like LeBron. Like where it's like, is he the greatest at one specific thing? Probably not. But he can do so many things on an A level that it's just like, damn. Exactly. Like, not too many rapidy rap niggas. Like, it ain't too many bomb atomically niggas that can haul off and do a poppy song. Oh, no. You know what I'm not. saying? Absolutely but Drake not. can real live bomb atomically <laughs> and then go and do some some popping ass little drummer. He do one verse and got a fly ass hook on it and just yeah. leave you to be with the song. Yeah, so. nah, he smoked Poppy's song. So, again, so, so far we two songs in. The tone of the album is like, all right. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's it's where it needs to be. Girls want girls with little baby. Quality control wise, no pun intended. This is one of the best songs on the album mm-hmm. because it fits the theme. It's Drake and little baby. It's it's like fucking uh, Starbucks. You know it. You love it. The shit works. Like I, I'm not even on Instagram. And I when I the song first came on and he says staring at your dress because it's see through. I'm like oh they gonna run that they gonna run this the, in, they gonna run <laughs> this into the hole into the pavement. It's the, it's the number one caption of the weekend. Don't nobody want to see you in that see through <laughs> dress, girl. <laughs> Looking like some molded yeah. cheese. <laughs> So, so yeah, quality control wise, one of the best songs on the album. Um, it's it's a song that's like it really ain't about shit, no. but it's great. Like it's it's phenomenal, but it's it's not about nothing. No. So if you were looking for some substance on this song, it ain't there. No. But it's still great. Yeah. It's an A. It's an A record. I I have a prediction. Early prediction. This song is going to be the number two record in the country next week, and way too sexy is going to be number one. Way too sexy is going to be number one with a bullet. Yeah. We're going to get the way too yeah. sexy in a second. That's going to be number one with a bullet. So I think we in agreement up to 3. Mm-hmm. Uh in the Bible with Dirk and Giveon. Can I can I say that I didn't like Giveon until this record? I was on the fence about Giveon until I this like record. I like Giveon on this record. He smoked it. He sm- he was all that on his jump. My thing is if it's a B record, if you just delete Dirk's Dirk, whole I, verse, I, I listen, because it's pointless. And I like Dirk, but Dirk, I love Dirk. I, I I'm like, on here every week talking about Dirk. I I like what Dirk was saying about India and you know her business and it, like it was dope. But, but it's just like get it the fuck out of here. Dirk is talking about hoes being hoes and how that ain't in the Bible. Right? Like, <laughs> ain't what we doing on this record. You're in love again. <laughs> so. Where are the hoes in your yeah. verse? Because we're, we're missing them. Where, where are the hoes that ain't so, getting going to heaven? It's, like. a, it's a B, but if you delete Dirk, it's an A plus mm-hmm. because of Drake and Giveon were knocked it out the park. Yeah, apparently he likes Dirk. He loves Dirk. Yeah, apparently, apparently he needs the shooters when he goes yeah. to Chicago. Yeah, uh, but that's my only complaint with that song is uh, is Dirk. So getting into quality wise, what I feel is probably like. The two best songs on the album, Love All with Jay-Z and then Fair Trade with Travis Scott. And I kind of we could kind of talk about them together because the theme of them are similar. I had so many people hit me this past week, like <laughs> texting me like, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about Love All with Jay-Z. And y'all knew it was coming because I hate Jay. <laughs> but I, I got a I got a shocker for y'all. <laughs> Jay killed. He killed <laughs> Jay fucked this up. You know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. I said that rich motherfucker. He, fi- he finally put it all together. Yo, this rich black bastard. <laughs> Jay was talking shit on this show so well, it wasn't even funny. Niggas yo. wanted to kill me, and y'all chilled yo, with yo, him. Like, and y'all yo, still yo, with yo, him. And y'all wonder why we ain't yo, friends. Wonder why we ain't friends. Jay was talking crazy on this joke. 
Dog. And apparently he's talking about because uh, I watched the judge. I, I was deeping in that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you was in you was in Marcy. Uh, yeah, I was in Marcy. Marcy too. Um, what's the old nigga he used to be around? Um, I just watched the whole Who, gym. Calvin Klein. Not Klein. Uh. Beha, not not Beha, not Beha, Emery, not a, Calvin Klein. What's another name he would always mention from like his hustling days? The Haven. The Haven. It might have been the Haven. The Haven was the one that told "fuck the Haven for caving." That's the reason we don't speak. Made men ain't supposed yeah, to make statements. Tell. He just told everybody that Jay Z sold drugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't tell on the case. He dry snitched. Yeah, he dry snitched. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just watched the video, but anyway, the boy made a video where he was talking about Jay did some sucker shit. And, um, you know, he don't even know. Like, he almost died behind that shit. And oh. that's who supposedly Jay, you know what I'm saying, was Got talking it. about in the joint. Because the motherfuckers was like, oh, he's talking about Kanye. And I'm like, he just he just was at Kanye. Like, what? He's, he's on Donda. Did you see the, 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 the joint? Him on oh, the, the my God. <laughs> him leaving Kanye house <laughs> to go be on CLB. <laughs> God. I was fucking crying. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, former Rockefeller member. Da, 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 who the fuck was it? Uh, here we go right here. Positions Jay put me in that severed our relationship in our friendship. I had got locked up on a parole violation or something. And while I was locked up, you know, Jay just pulled a funny ass move and he violated. And when he went behind my back and, and did that, he got caught. It's a small shit, but it, it meant something because his life almost got took behind that shit. shit, shit. But that's what the whole That's like the yeah. intro to the video But I watched that the shit the other day And I'm like Ah okay it makes total sense right. Niggas wanted to kill me And y'all chill with him Like yeah it makes total sense yeah. Jay was talking no, good shit on smoked it. it Yeah, And that's what I told people on Twitter I was like hey man I, You got another thing coming hey. This old nigga went to work yeah. <laughs> Like he yeah. brought his lunch pail And his hard hat now he, y'all, he now went to work. Y'all have lost your minds with the dinner with Jay Z shit. And the, you know, there's a cartoon yes. called Dinner I with Hov. Yeah, I posted it on Instagram. He's <laughs> like, "Yo, uh, can I get mine to go?" The nigga had on a blueprint hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> like niggas is that weird that they would go to dinner with Jay with a fucking blueprint hoodie on? Like, what the fuck is wrong with a you? A nigga said, "No, y'all don't understand." Fifty thousand from a billionaire is is better than five hundred thousand just out the air. I know how to something something. It was like, uh, and I, and I retweeted. I said, bro, y'all have to stop with this shit. Yeah. Like, if, bizarre. This, you know, he said he said fit. He said advice from a billionaire is priceless. I said no, it's not priceless when you have it in lieu of five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. That is a net. $500,000 loss. Yeah. You traded a guaranteed 500000 for a dinner with a nigga that will spit on you yeah. at the end of the dinner yeah. and have a security beat you up in the alleyway. The best one was one of the guys tried to make the most sense out of how he's a visionary and all he needs is the right backing and be able to put his ideas in front of people who have the capital. And he was like, Sean Cotton know what I'm talking about. And Sean Cotton, Adiman was like, 
I know people personally that know Jay that ain't worth 500000 so I'm taking the money and don't bring me back <laughs> into this. I'm just like, yeah, like, y'all the fuck tripping, And yeah, they man. said, they, another John was like, we get to the end of the dinner with Jay, and he'd be like, damn, if only you had 500000 to execute your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I posted it on Twitter the other day. I was like, I was like, y'all. What up? This is Torrey, host of the Hard to Earn podcast. And if you're a fan of music reviews, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Hard to Earn. When my partner Bonesu Thompson and I review your favorite new albums and classic albums on pivotal anniversaries, you know, 10, 15, 20, etc. We review track by track, rating from one to that elusive perfect 10. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Dinner with Jay Z is, is is worth more than five hundred thousand. Jay at the dinner, and it was the TMZ joint of him falling asleep at the party. I was like, yeah, it's nine thirty and Jay sixty. That nigga gonna be knocked the fuck out at that table. Like yo, tweaking. With Always this shit. take the money. Always take the fucking bread, man. Always. The um, but yeah, now love all is is dope. Um, Quality wise, again, one of the better records on the album. It's actually really, really good. It's excellent. Um, Fair Trade. A lot of captions gonna come out of this one I, too. Oh, the, 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 I lost friends, but that's a fair. I, I knew that was. Right, Pink Landon, nigga. <laughs> Down here on the motherfucking uh, with, with the Mushalu. <laughs> <laughs> Standing next to the big ass steering wheel from the boat, <laughs> like dog, like yo, I knew that I knew that was gonna fly off the fucking joints. I ain't gonna hold you. I I don't need Travis on. I absolutely delete Travis's verse too. I I don't need Travis. on The that. thing is, the concept of the record and Drake is so good on it. It's still an A, even though Travis is pointless and terrible. I just didn't like it. the fact that they went to the beat from what was the first song on his album, um, when the beat switched, the first record. Star, uh, stargazing, stargazing. That's the beat. Yeah, if you yeah, peeping yeah, in the yeah. background, that no, 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 no. That's when the beat changed. They, I didn't understand going to that. So so all. far, we uh seven, six songs in. We got two useless features. We didn't need Trav, and we didn't need Lil Durk. But still, all of these songs are B or A. B or A so right. far. Right. Number seven, <laughs> the most polarizing song to drop in a long time. I ain't gonna hold you. I, I hate it. Every the initial reaction to you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. It's no in between. The initial reaction to a lot of people on the internet is this is the worst piece of garbage I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Four or five days later, a lot of people are walking it back because they uh, the video I think told the story yeah, I, better than the song. If you get it's a dumbass song. If you get the original song. As I do my little turn on the catwalk. That shit was a banger. Yes. I, I When I heard it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be on the radio a lot. I know that. Yes. MTV, all of the cross, they're going to have fun with that song. Then, when, of course, when I see the record, him on the beach with the gun, I'm like, it makes total sense. I ain't going to hold you for as much as of, of a fan as I am a Drake. I really don't be liking a lot of his single singles. Those songs that he dropped where you know he's specifically going to get. I'm at radio. I'm, I'm at, at radio. Playlist, yeah. Right. Tootsie Slide. What was the jump from the first album? I ain't going to hold you. It. I ain't going to hold you. I love Tootsie Slide. I hated Tootsie Slide. <laughs> what was the jump from the first album? He was talking, um, some, he was talking some gang shit on Tootsie over? Slide. Over, oh, I yeah. hated that. Listen, I, I was in, I was in Odessa on a Sunday night, drunk off my ass, tongue kissing some girl to over. That's like my only memory. <laughs> I, I hated, I hated over. 
Um, headlines from Take Care. I didn't a lot really of people like hate headlines. I I, a that. lot of Drake's radio single singles. I'm, I'm not really a fan. Now I will say this: listening to, to to the song, I like Thug. I like where he went. Hearing Thug on the record, you know what it made me think. You know who would have been perfect on this record? Lil Uzi. Who, swear to God, I would've, said that. I'm like, when I heard there the needs way, to be a remix for Lil Uzi. I'm right. like, Uzi would have, because Uzi. That's his pocket. He, 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 Uzi feels like he's way too sexy in yeah. it. Like, that shit would have been fucking yeah, he, perfect. He would have he he brung the right amount of androgyny to the right, record right. that it was needed to really just like, kind of like what he did on, on Bad and Bougie, where right. it's like, it's, a unex, it's unexpected, and then he steals the show. Right. Um. So, but as far as way too sexy, we we differ on this. I love the record. I loved it from the I like drive. it bangs. The bass, uh, it, it's just, it's not a record. Like, outside of if it comes on in the gym, I'm not about to be like, yo, cut that way too sexy like yeah like i, I like it just it's, to me it's just like it's one of those records where like where be, how, how like beyonce made 7-eleven where it's like the best artist is just making a determination i'm gonna make a dumbass record that ain't about nothing but it's fun and it's hilarious and irrational and all of that shit like i hate to i, hate I think to, that I, drake I, is entitled to do that once in a while i, I hate to be god body and you know <laughs> go 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 bomb atomically pull but, the bombs out of your yeah, atomic but, but i i, I just <laughs> You know, it it just was it was a little too, and it, it, you know, somebody made a very good point to me to me the other day. It was like, yo, you 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 just not sexy enough, and I'm like, yeah, you got it. Right, <laughs> you I, you I, may I, be right. I'll leave that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. I I will say that I knew that that record was going to be number one because it was on in the supermarket yesterday. Oh, it's a wrap. And like, not I'm it, not exaggerating. It's in places where it ain't supposed to be. At. I went over to Acme to go get a fucking <laughs> no bullshit. My, I stopped at Ridge Cathedral. I went to Acme yeah. to go get like an iced tea. And I walked in and it's playing on the loudspeaker. It's like to me, and I, I thought about it, I'm like, hearing future in the Acme <laughs> say I'm too sexy for the trap is crazy as shit. It was supposed to be different. Like. Yeah, it lets you know that anything is possible. Anything is possible. Like, anything is possible, dog. Future in the Acme talking about I'm too sexy for the trap is crazy as shit. But that's where we at. Yeah. So so, so again, that's gonna be we our prediction. That's gonna I be think number that, one. It's gonna be number one. I think girls like girls is is gonna be number two. Yeah. Easily. All right. So we at number eight now. To me, this is where the album start to lose a little bit of steam. It start. It, it loses. I actually think when the album actually gets really good. It starts good. to lose some of the cohesion to me. Be and he starts to make a little bit of misstep. The cohesion goes out the window. The for cohesion sure. is just. Yeah. We don't care about that. Well, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, TSU. I absolutely hate the song. I don't get it. I, like, I don't. I don't like it either. It's stupid. It, it doesn't. It, it like it fits the theme of the album. But so what? I hate it. It's an old record. It's been out. I guess it's like you know just the fact that he was so heavy in the college that scene. The the, yes. uh, the uh, black um the what they I was about to say Negro. That's not right. <laughs> um. What they call them colleges? I HBCUs. HBCUs. I, was say Negro. <laughs> I was about to say Negro Collegiate, but I'm like, I know that. Eh? In the Negro leagues down there in in the South. <laughs> I'm like, I know that. Eh? HBCUs. He was so heavy into that, and he always would rap about Georgia, Texas, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida, all them different HBCUs. So I'm guessing maybe that's it. You know yeah, what I mean? But we could have deleted this from the album. So this yeah. is the first song where I just don't want it on the album at all. In Too Deep with Future. I have a love-hate relationship with Listen. this record. The first half is rubbish. No. Delete it. No. The second half, no. I love. So we disagree on this, too. When the song came on, I no bullshit, I lost it. Because I have been saying for years, why doesn't somebody do a remake of Get Throwed? It's Listen, I, no bullshit, it's literally on my fucking... Uh, 
one of my workout playlists. I was literally listening to this shit maybe two or three days before this shit came out. Smoke some Smoke bitch. Smoke some bitch. It's like that. That then Pimp C again, family man. Pimp C P A Trill nigga. Yeah. Polo fuck that hill figure. It's one of my favorite joints ever. So when I heard the beat, naturally, I'm like, oh shit. He, I just somebody like finally he, did you it. You gotta rap to get through. That's just how I personally feel. I like feel. the way they, I mean, Houston, Texas, Sipling, Kirk The Houston Banks. theme is very prevalent on this album. Oh, it's super, super prevalent. And when we prevalent. get to the end, I have a prediction on what I think Drake should do next. Okay. But yeah, slowing it down. And I mean, think about it. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. You know what one of my favorite Drake records is? Um, the drama he slowed down for, uh, back that ass up. Oh, practice. And uh, people Smoke was, it, it, the, the, people hated that shit. The, the concept, <clears throat> I mean, the theory behind it is like, you're gonna take one of the most poppinest shake that ass records Turned of all time <laughs> and slow it down and sing on it, but then you hear it and you like, this shit is genius. Yeah. And that's kind of how I looked at like the, the if anybody could pull it off, it'd be him. Yeah, I just hated the first half of In Too Deep. I'm not here for it. The second half of Future is amazing. His energy, he was just bouncing all over. I mean, the that's Future. Place. But that's kind of what they did on Life is Good. And that's why I'm like, this makes me feel like that. Like Drake doing his Drake shit to the first half. Yeah. Then Future, like, you know, I got the red bottoms on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the shit go left. So it's like, that's I, one thing I will say. Drake and Future need to do an album every seven to ten months. Easy. Like I know at least a little seven songs. I know everybody EP. wants a Drake and Rick Ross album when they hear shit like Lemon Pepper Freestyle and Stay Scheming. I think Drake and Future are actually the best mash. They're musical soulmates. They're the best mash yeah. of a of a music making duo you could possibly have. I think that people think they want a Drake and Ross album till them niggas start rapping about the moon and the stars on like track fourteen. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I, I told my man this. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, nobody wants nobody wants to to talk about this, but it's like because everybody look what it is is. Drake washes Rick Ross so bad that it's like, oh, we need a Rick Ross and Drake album. <laughs> But you don't realize it's like these songs, Rick, like Rick don't even try on some of them jokes. I'm just here. Like stay scheming, Drake spit the best verse of that year. And Rick Ross was like, I, I got bucket seats. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nothing. Ross just be happy to be there. I'm <laughs> just happy to be here. Real shit. I'm just in the building. Real talk. But I think Drake and Future are probably the best musical mash that we've seen in like the last. For certain. I, you could put Jay and Kanye right there. Because they were excellent for their little yeah. run. But Drake and Future just... I, I want another What A Time. Like, I want a What A Time too. We need it. We need a What A Time too. actually. And that should be 20 songs. Yeah. So, number 10. To me, this is Chad. This is the best song on the album. Pipe Down... It was my favorite on the first listen. Pipe Down <laughs> is fucking amazing. It encapsulates... Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The certified lover boy theme, mm -hmm. the lyrical content, the production, his fucking vocal runs, all of that shit, the shit that he's saying, it's perfect. Yeah. It's 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 perfect. It's this is the if it's not the best song, it's the best R and B song. You know I album. love you. It broke it all the way down. Yeah. You know I love you more than all them niggas put together. 
And then I did the list. It's an, I mean, it's a lot of niggas. Trust, I put the list together. <laughs> like, he was talking crazy on that record. Yes. Pipe Down off of the first initial listen, that was my favorite record. Like, when I, <clears throat> I listened to it first time in the gym, I played Pipe Down like three or four times. Like, just going through it, I yeah. was letting out, because my phone, like, you know, my phone be on the floor doing the workout. And that record, I went back, played it again, went back, played yeah. it again. I'm like, you yeah, know, Pipe, Pipe Down. Pipe Down is a special record. That's, that's a great fucking um, And record. because of the presence of records like that, and Poppy's Home and the Jay-Z record, I think over time people are going to appreciate this album more than they do right now when it's all about this five-day uh, eclipse of yeah. like Donda and no. all of the nonsense that, like, and all it, of that it's shit. Every line, it's one of those songs where every line means something. Yes. Every line. Didn't waste a line. I would listen to the lies that you tell all night. Angel eyes, but you've been giving me hell all night. Like he, he just... He was he was in pocket. He yes. was perfectly in pocket. Every bar, has been a- Every bar on that joint means something. Pipe down is great. Uh, great record. N- number eleven. So that's so far. I think that might be our favorite song so far. We, co- co- collectively, I ain't gonna hold you. Pipe down is probably the best record out of the first eleven. I actually right now like Poppy's Home more than anything. Out of the first, Poppy's Home is just it's, just, it's I, a special I, record. I play it every time I get in the car. Just it sets the mood for my drive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just a good record. Uh, all right, number eleven, Yeba's Heartbreak. Um, I think this is a great interlude, a way to introduce the world to Yeba. Uh-huh. I have no fucking clue what it's doing on Certified Lover. I don't bro. know what a Yeba is. <laughs> I don't know what a Yeba does. But <laughs> yeah, you can. You Yabba-dabba-doo. Real shit. Like, I don't know what I don't know what Yabba's about. I don't know where the Yabba's is from. I don't know what the Yabba's is on. I don't... It just... It's one of them drums. was like, it's a cool interlude. It's a cool That's interlude. Cool. It's good. It's cool. What the fuck does... It's like when Kanye said, what the fuck does Lady Gaga know about yeah, cameras? What yeah. the fuck does Yabba got to do with Certified Loverboy? Yeah. Is Yabba his artist? No. <laughs> okay. It's a artist. It's kind of like what he did with Kendrick with the... Buried Alive okay. interlude and shit like that. He's introducing the world to this yeah. artist that he loves. Okay. This is the music that I listen to when I'm fucking niggas' baby moms and yeah. shit. This okay. is it. So, yeah. But so, good interlude has nothing to do with the album. Right. Get, Get it, it out of here. Okay. So, that's another deletion. Uh, no Friends in the Industry. This epitomizes the album is all over the place. Yeah. The second half of the album, rather, is right. all over the place. To me, this is basically Can't Take a Joke Part 2. Uh-huh. Uh, it absolutely doesn't fit the theme of the album, and it's a good song. Don't get it fucked up. Really it's good a, song. It's a B-plus <clears throat> record. It totally doesn't fit the theme of the record, and it should have been a bonus track. I think he just got to the point where he, after doing Pipe Down and TSU and In Too Deep and Yebba's Heartbreak, Way Too Sexy, doing these records that are like certified lover boy records, yeah. he probably just was like, I've been Kanye in 20 minutes. I've been Kanye in that long. What the fuck? I have to diss Kanye for four songs in a row. Yeah, I got to diss Jay because... What the fuck? If not, then why did I push the album back? I don't understand. Yeah. So... No friends in again. <laughs> good record has nothing to do. It's like if, if this should be like the lead single from if you're reading this, it's too late. Part two. Yeah, it has nothing to do with this album though. No. Another song that I love. And listen, it's an A plus. Listen, Project Pet. Oh man. Listen. Thank God for Project Pet. Yeah, it amazes me that people don't know who Project Pet is. Have no idea. That shit is nuts to me. Did you see the news, Joan, from Memphis? No. Oh, did you see that? No. <laughs> the the um. You know how they do the news, like it'd be you know the what's the white guy in the, uh, from uh, Fox Twenty Nine? Um, 
Oh, uh, the, the funny boy and the, and the black girl, Mike, Alex. Uh, Holly. Mike, Mike, Mike something. You Mike know how Jarek. they do? Say it again. Mike Jarek. Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike Jarek. Yeah, yeah. You know how they do news? If you sitting at the desk in Memphis, they were the guy was like, yeah, because people don't even know about Project Pat, and he started bouncing and <laughs> doing the project. So then the whole set started singing along with the project. He was like, Come on, let them know. Memphis, <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, Memphis hood and shit. Sorry. Yeah, Project Pat smoked this. Joint, so though. Project Pat, Pat it was the perfect. Set off. Let the chopper bang on you like a blood or a cripple. Like, and he started doing the project. Start that, that, that shit is, is excellent. And then, can we take a second? I ain't gonna hold you. 21 outside of J Mike got the best feature now. Can we take a second to just appreciate 21 Savage and his sustained run of fucking excellence? Yeah. He don't got a corny verse. No. No. Ever. No. He showed up. It on, don't exist. He showed up on Rockstar with Post Malone and put smoked. that on the <laughs> put that on the bed. That's just what Twenty One <laughs> did. Took the song over. Twenty One, like Method Man before him, has the most tactful on yeah. the beat, he matter know, of fact, succinct flow in hip hop. He know how to do his voice. He know how to stay in the right space as far as levels, and he know to say no F one fifty. This a fucking raptor. Like he just he know how to do that. And shit. then on on the when he came back. In yeah, we keep Nicky's yeah. like the that shit, shit where he's rapping in like six, seven, seven, yeah. eight, like production terms and yeah. shit like that. It's like, yo, this motherfucker's amazing, yeah. and he don't get the props yeah. that he deserves. And yeah. somebody said that on Twitter, and he retweeted, was like, I like being an underdog. Yeah. But it's like when we was talking about, <clears throat> I was talking about a uh, little baby on Twitter a couple months ago, and I'm like, yo, arguably he hasn't surpassed Twenty One Savage, and I know that we like, we love little baby, yeah. but like. 21 Savage is a staple yeah. of Atlanta hip hop. This is why Drake bought him a Rari. This is why. This motherfucker's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that song, again, don't fit the album at all. No. Amazing song. But it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's, one of the, it's in my top five on the album for sure. Easily. Yeah. Easily top five. Uh, so that's number 13, Knife Talk. The Kanye disses come to the forefront 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. I tweeted the other day, if Drake tell you what time it is, pack it the fuck <laughs> yeah, up. Man. Like, get back it the fuck up. Like, can you imagine being Puff hearing, uh, was it, 4 p.m. Four p.m. Cal- 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 for the first time? He's like, all of you promoters is janky. We in tune like this. He's like, what? He talk about me? We connected like the Yankees, <laughs> the whole fucking game thinkers. We move militant, but somehow y'all the ones tanking. There's no limit to where we can take this. Nobody court. No, that's triple on time. Yeah, that's trouble. We move militant, but somehow y'all the ones tanking. It's There's no, no limit to where we can take this. <laughs> <laughs> and shortly thereafter, Puff was on The Breakfast Club. Drake is my favorite Yo, artist. Like, I love Drake. That, I, I say it all the time. 4PM in Calabasas deserves to be in like the Smith, Smithsonian. It's amazing. It, the, the, like, the, 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 what was it, John? He said, uh, I always say my mama get the greatest advice. Look at me now. They look at me like the golden child. Can't nobody hold oh, me down. down. Especially not right now. Some shit is just too wild to try to reconcile. Take that, take that. No love in their heart, so they fake that. The Caprio levels, the way they played it. Like, that <laughs> rapping was, it was nuts. It was, un, like, that shit was, he, it was, he it was, on that record. it just danced. It just wilding. That's why I'm like, if he tell you it's 5 a.m., nigga, 6 p.m., better, better <laughs> buckle up and hope you ain't the nigga he's talking about. Real Who you talking about? <laughs> like, all right, bet it's Kanye again. Yo, real <laughs> shit. You got a problem with Drake and you see 8 p.m. in fucking Lubbock, Texas? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
Who you talking about on that joke? Like, no. <laughs> oh no, you talking about a nigga from all right, cool, cool. I can listen to it. I can Yeah, I heard that shit crazy. <laughs> I'm talking about a nigga from, from Portland, Oregon. That's all right, dog. You straight. Mm. 7 a.m. in uh, Chichester, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pack that shit up, dog. Yeah, so uh, dog. he fucked yeah around on this joint pretty bad. The the I listened to it. It came on. It, it, it was so much. It's one of them Jones where like, and I, I don't think people do that enough. Rapping for three, four minutes is just, it's not normal. Especially not in this era. It's not normal. And you, you listen to it, and it kind of just comes on, and it wafts over you. And you like, <clears throat> oh, he was rapping his ass off on his drum. Then you go back and listen to it again. That's when you start catching certain lines. You know, I'll play a cool Denmark, a nigga like Copenhagen. You start catching all of those. Then you listen to it again, and then you realize, like, Oh, he's really dissing everybody individually. Yeah. Fuck a respectfully. I just want my respect. Nigga said, damn, Le, Le, niggas on Twitter was like, damn, LaBoy caught a stray. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole team. Yeah. 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 All you niggas. All you niggas. I've been pulling my niggas out the mud like I'm training Marines. Niggas talk a lot of shit, but it ain't what it seems. It ain't what it it ain't what it seems. Like he was just running on that jump. Yeah. And then you realize it's like, oh yeah, he's dissing the whole staff. Yeah. He talked about it on there like that. That's where you go with the whole leaked record. Like mm-hmm. that's why they leaving you. The fourth level of uh, uh, uh jealousy is it's called, called media. media. Isn't that an ironic revelation? Like he just was wilding on yeah, his joint. He, he, he was, like, was wilding. It just was. It was. It was wilding. I I can't take credit for this theory, but academics had a theory on his stream. He said he feels like Drake is baiting. Kanye or Pusha to jump out the window so he could finish them niggas like once and for like it's more <clears throat> like it's a like it's another however many records to come behind. I would love to see it just pack. to see Kanye get back in the rapping rapping. I'm gonna say this and hey, can, we, can we take time from the, the breaking down an album to really go on all the nonsense with them to happen yeah. over this past week? Kanye has essentially thrown the gauntlet at Drake. Yes, it didn't work. Yeah. None of it worked. The push shit. His nonsense with the albums, it, it just, <clears throat> excuse me, it, none of it has worked. And it really what it is is like, that's like a glass case of emotion to be in. Yeah. Where it's like, damn, we can't stop the nigga. Yeah. Like, we can't slow him down. We can't stop people from wanting to hear him and listen to him. Now what? Yeah, we played the big Joker. We had the blackface Joan. We played that already. We had his son. We played the the the, the other big Joker. Like, niggas is bringing more big Jokers to the deck. I don't care about like who does it. Coyote trying to <laughs> yeah. get the road run. I don't care about who designing your sneakers and tees. I'll put you on a guild in if you play with my team. <laughs> <laughs> designing tees. <laughs> He just was styling And it's just like He rapped better than y'all That's just what it is yeah. It's Push a better technical rapper Yeah when it comes to the street shit Coke shit All that shit Push not doing a 7am in Bridal Path He no. just not It's just the reality of it If you are you, 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 No one has the interest In a four minute rap joint From nobody outside of him Right like Lemon Pepper Freestyle, Ross knew to get on there and rap for a minute and then get back to thigh stuff. Clear, clear the path. You know what I'm saying? I gotta get back to thigh stuff. I just brought the little lawnmower. I just cleared the path. <laughs> Big dog coming through. I'm back to Holyfield House. That's what it is. It's like he's the guy in the rap game that can get on a track. He can get on a, what was the joint from uh, Dark Dark Lane? I mean, the demo tapes uh, on the J beat. Uh, uh, when to say when oh, He, yeah, the, he yeah. the guy that can do that Whenever he feel like it Just put a joint out Where I'm rapping for 3-4 minutes mm-hmm. And everybody has to have An opinion on this shit 
So it's like all that nonsense for them, it just didn't work. And the shit with Dre this week was the goofiest for you. You want to do that now or later? Let's do it now. Okay. So I was at work. You and Ra, I think you might have sent it in the group chat. Yeah. Yo, unreleased Dre and uh, Dre 3000 and Kanye. So I'm like, my initial thought, before you said anything else, you just sent the audio and was like, yo, unreleased from Donda, Dre 3000 and Kanye. My initial thought was, no, your psychotic ass didn't get an Andre <laughs> 3000 feature and not put it on Donda. And I'm like, no bullshit. Before any of the nonsense went left and everything, yeah. I said to myself, what the fuck did Ye do that this song didn't come out on the album? It said I was cursing at him. No, album. before before that any of the initial issue. Before any of the nonsense, my, oh, my initial oh, yeah. thought was if you get an Andre 3000 feature in 2021, you that, that might be your lead you single. You lead with that. Yeah, you you might lead, lead with that joint. I got an Andre joint. Pimp yeah. C and, and Bun B had finally gotten to like the top of rap coming from PA. They got their chance to have a fucking single. What the fuck did they do? I sent this text to this girl I used to see saying yeah. that I chose this cutie. But, like, you put Dre on that, and yeah. he's first. Go ahead. Go get him, Dre. <laughs> line him up. <laughs> go ahead. Get him. Because it's Andre 3000. That nigga don't rap. Right. I, then I told you, he played the guitar and the flute in front of Starbucks and Staples. Yes, flute. You know? <laughs> yes, flute. <laughs> yeah, I'm down in front of Office Max. You know what I'm saying? Come check me out. Like, that's what Dre do. You get that single, why don't that come out? So instantly I knew some sh- some shenanigans went on. Yeah. So then... Some chicanery. I, I turn it on, it's six minutes. So I play it, it's not mixed down. I'm like, oh yeah, this is some unreleased shit. So I'm listening to it, and Dre's verse is beautiful. You know, my mom passed away. It's a beautiful, beautiful verse. Just talking all the shit that a young boy would would, would think and say with a, with a mother who is no longer with us. It's 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 a beautiful verse from Andre 3000. Yes. Then Yay verse coming, I'm like, oh damn. So I'm like, this is why I raw hype. This is why I Chad hype. Cause it's like, it's almost like remember the journey did with Kendrick on Life of Pablo? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, the, the writer's block is gone. He was saying uh, it's like that shit. And I'm listening to Andre verse and I'm like, oh, he about to do some hey mama shit. And it's literally, Yay, come on. He like, yeah, so sickle mode was trash. <laughs> I write my own motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> You ever see the jaw when the dude he be like, what led to Chris Wood's death and the fly? What the fuck is this? Shit. That's how I was. I'm like, what the fuck is this, yo? Kanye really shot the fuck out. Went off the rails. No, this nigga didn't get a Dre feature where Dre is talking beautifully about his mom and then get on the track and just and Dre. talk the most gangster shit of all time. Hey, yo, Kanye really ridiculous. He put that on GD. Oh, on GD. Oh, he put it on growth and development. Oh. Wow! So then Andre 3000 has to release a statement like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stone. I didn't know these sissies was, just, <laughs> was as dedicated as they is to their sissiness. Like, I thought this was some fake shit. Like, I'm like, yo, I thought I was just playing the jazz flute. And next thing yo, I know, I'm in the middle of this shit. Dre 3000 like, yeah, man, hopefully I can bomb atomically with Kendrick <laughs> later on this shit. These two niggas ain't it. Because these sissies, I don't know what the fuck. I was trying to get on Drake. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yo, he like, yeah, man. I, I like, I just want to work with Jay Z and Tyler. I can't fucking keep up with these things. And I'm just like, yo, I come out of retirement for this. Yo, I'm like, now Dre involved in some goofy shit, and it's like, then that's where it's like, yeah, and it's extra goofy. You know the fact that Drake released it. I'm like, wait, Drake released it. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
I'm like, yo, these niggas are ridiculous, this yo. These niggas like Shredder from fucking Dog. Uh, from the Ninja Turtles. So somebody in Kanye camp, that's where 7 a.m. and Bridal Path makes the whole sense. That's why they leaving you. It's mm-hmm. like somebody in Ye camp gave it to him. Yeah. And he dropped it. I'm like, why is this nigga always playing y'all this record <laughs> on his radio station? This is three times now. <laughs> He played the Pusher John and sent him an invoice. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? He played the Meek John. Yo, go ahead and listen to that because they ain't got no streams yet. Like, go ahead and listen to that show. Like, this nigga's really a super villain. Yes. And I'm like, how the fuck did Drake get that record? An unreleased Drake 3000 feature. How the fuck did he get his yeah, hands it's on it? It's like that? I said in the chat the other day, it solidifies that Kanye's an epic dickhead. Yeah. And that everybody who worked for him hate him. Like, mm-hmm. and the crazy part is he I've been told that he pays better than anybody in the music yeah. industry. Like, if I walk in the studio with the, with a cool outfit on Chinatown Market and, and yay, oh damn, what's that? Such okay, cool. And then he write a line about Chinatown Market and it make the song, I get publishing. Right. I might only get a half a point or a point out of the out of the hundred points, but I, but I get publishing on that record. I'm gonna get a check in the mail. Like shit like that. That motherfucker yes. is overly fair yeah. when it comes comes to business practices but he's an epic dickhead, epic and, dickhead. and nobody wants to be around him. nobody wants to be and a the part music of the industry is more about relationships and how cool of a person you are than your talent so while kanye is one of the greatest to ever do this shit from a rapping and production standpoint everybody hates you yeah including the people that you knew your whole entire fucking life allegedly yesterday a text between kanye and his engineer lee yeah, i think that was a fake text but it's hilarious it's hilarious because it's so <laughs> it's on brand for kanye <laughs> Kanye says, you're fired. Go home. Dude said, I'm really sorry. I have no excuse. I set my alarm for 7.30, and for whatever reason, my phone wasn't alerting me. I woke up at 11.08 to miss calls. I got dressed as fast as I could, and I already was. Uh, Lou was already on his way to get books, and they just got here. I didn't call back right away because I was panicking, trying to find a ride. I know this is unacceptable. I'm sorry. Kanye's response, stop texting. Go find God. Come back after you found him. <laughs> That's so over for Kanye, yo, it's so ridiculous. But looking at the the, the Dre situation, it's just like, dog, you get Dre for the feature by whatever the fuck you said. Yo, let's, let's do our our drawing about our mamas, this, that, and the third. Dre come in, do the verse. Then they had the whole nonsense about it was cursing. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because Jay cursed the whole fucking verse. Yeah. So I'm like, that. But no, they saying that it didn't make it because he did a clean album. And, and Dre didn't want his curses edited. Right. He wanted it to come out raw the way mm-hmm. that he said it. Right. So that's why it initially, quote unquote, didn't make the album cut because everybody, it's a whole edited album. Okay. So that was the thing with the cursing. I guess. Either way, Kanye did the Kanye shit. Right. You wasted a moment and you completely, you're never working with Andre 3000 again. No. You have to know that. No, and Drake's okay. probably not by association. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, just play Take Care. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? What, what was the joint he was on? Uh, the Real Her. The Real just, Her. Just play that over and over. You know what you're, I'm saying? You're done. You're done. So, yeah, the two youths. <laughs> the two youths is out. <laughs> yeah. out. So then the weirdest part of all of this is Consequence <laughs> comes down and Consequence drops a diss track. Did you see he was on live? No. He was on live like, yeah, we're going to get the mole who, who who gave that record up. Trust and believe that. We're going to figure out where the fuck that, who, how that record got out and this, that, and the third. So, yeah, I guess it's party time. And then he, that was <laughs> that was the lead into his diss track. That nigga was rapping on one of Cassidy beats. Yo, real <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
Consequence diss track was so bad that he had to take it down. He from took me. it off the internet. He took it down. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't like. I don't want. He didn't take it off of streaming sites. No. He took it off the internet. No. It yeah. doesn't exist except for ripped versions that people took yeah. from his original SoundCloud. Because yeah. when I came back, it's to, gone. Because I quoted the tweet laughing at it, <laughs> and when I came back like a couple hours later to quote it again <laughs> laughing, it was gone. And I was just like, "What the fuck happened?" Bullying works. Yeah. So let me ask you this: I got a versus. Who wins in a versus? You ready? Okay. Joel Santana's teeth or Consequences teeth? <laughs> Consequences teeth have stood the test of time. But Consequences teeth don't have any hits. <laughs> well, the Grammy family. Uh, that's a hit. All right, a point. That's one. My thing is, Joel Santana has a lot of hits, but his teeth don't know them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just like, I don't know who wins. It's like he got the hits, but they don't know him. Whereas right. like Consequence, he's like, he has Grammy family. He has Go, uh, what's the joint with Cameron? And yeah, off of Late Registration. Oh, Gone. He has Gone. So it's like his teeth have some hits. They got some hits. Some mild hits. Yeah, Joel's still working on this. Joel, you know what I'm saying? You just try to get it in sync. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Consequence came out the other day with that diss track, and I'm like, yo, this is the weirdest beef in the history of rap. I guess it's, it's party in, time. Yeah, I guess it's party time. I guess it's party time is a crazy way to <laughs> initiate this. So I guess it's party time. And you said it the other day. Only time I want to hear party time is Tracy Lee. Uh, yeah. That's all. That's it. All is part. That's the only time I want to hear party time in reference to rap. I'd rather listen to Eddie Murphy, my girl parties all the time, <laughs> than, than that shit. That was a terrible diss record, yo. It was awful. The beat selection was awful. The bars were stale. Consequence. I didn't even give it a try. Yeah, honestly, I, I told my homie the other day. He's like, you don't fuck with Consequence? And I'm like, honestly, it's like having a name Consequence is... It's the cons, fool. You're not really going to overly excel in rap. Yeah, you're, you're appealing to the bomb atomically niggas and them only. It's like your rap name being like destruction. Like you, you almost sound like a, you sound like an American gladiator. <laughs> like with a name like Consequence, American Ninja Warrior, competitor, <laughs> Turbo Nitro, Consequence. <laughs> you sound like Destructo. One of them. Yeah, <laughs> Laser. <laughs> you sound like one of them. You don't sound like a rapper. You know. By the way, did you see the Blackboard American Ninja with the suit? With on? the suit. Nigga did a 360 on the man. wall. I said, I said damn, Jadena Wallet. <laughs> oh, an American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I said, yo, what the fuck, man? But yeah, no, the, the name consequence is getting you nowhere far. Yeah. And then he got as far as he did because he was attached at the hip to GLC and Kanye. Yes. So it's like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. But Khan's on his, on his own wasn't... No, you exactly. know what I'm saying? It's one of those situations They're trying where, to give his pen more credit than his skill. Like Yeah, his head is too big. Yeah. It just none of it is 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 going to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then he got, he got A like, lot of ghostwriters can't make their own music. Then he stole on he had the worst stole on when he uh, hit Joe Button. That was weird too. Uh, then Joe pressed him at Hot 97 and he said we don't have no problems. Then he stole him at the Love and <laughs> Hip Hop uh, <laughs> awards but he hit him like in the back of the head. Yeah. Like, flicked it Joe yeah. five two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was like punching up. Seven AM and Bridal Pep is a great record, but it highlights just how strange and out of place their beef is. Yes, like when we don't need it, we have to hear it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you realize I was explaining to Lee the other day everything, like because she, she was like, "How did their beef start?" And I'm like, "Yo, the beef goes. <laughs> how off. much time you got? How much time do you got? <laughs> how much time you got?" I saw a video the other day where it was like Drake and beef. 
Drake and Kanye be fully explained. That shit said 37-31. I'm like, yeah, it's going to take you 40 minutes to run off everything. Because yep. it, it started so long ago, and it's always been, like, there. Yeah. And, you know, you can see it in, in music. Like, your, your successor... Your opposition, you can feel it and see it. Yeah. Like everybody knew eventually Jay and Nas were gonna have to, yeah, they to have, do that. Yeah. So we Nas, can't get, since we can't get along, we might as well get it on. Biggie was throwing shots at Nas, Nas and a Wu Tang was throwing shots, and then Biggie worked with Meth and didn't work with Raekwon, and then Jay showed up and he was Biggie Young Boy. You knew eventually Jay and Nas were yeah, they were on, a, on they, a collision course. They were gonna meet at the summit. Ja ruined Fifty. You knew it was happening. You know what I'm saying? Then Fifty blows, and Kanye happened in the same year. Fifty's the street. Kanye's not. You know, eventually, it's gonna be a yeah. thing. If he tried to do it with Wayne, Wayne ducked that shit. Yeah, like, like nah. I don't got no time for it. Oh hey, oh hey, real shit. So it's like Drake being <clears throat> Little Wayne's successor. You're inheriting everything. He even mm -hmm. mentioned that on the record. Like you inherit beefs, yeah, and it's like. <clears throat> Pusha T and all of them debate bullshit and Pusha T's with Kanye. You and Kanye can't get along ever since every girl apparently this shit started. <laughs> I didn't on. even know about that part. Every girl. <laughs> like what? So it's like, yeah, you just knew eventually y'all gonna meet. Yeah. And now we here and every, nobody can really pinpoint it because I was I'm like, it's from so long ago. Yeah. Like before Find Your Love. We talking about 11, 12 years that this shit I mean, shit it's going to never end because Drake is light skin and Kanye batshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's like, no. It's, it's gonna no gonna be constant class. It's no media. Like, Kanye's never going to hit him like, yo, man, I've been thinking, man. Like, <laughs> Kanye is like, remember that, vi that video that went viral with the bulls? Like, you're that security guard I had a problem with, right? <laughs> Listen, man, I just want to say I'm sorry. I apologize. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I put my hands on you the other day. Yeah. I was wrong for that. But you see how Chris Brown and Drake could get into a bottle war in the nightclub and then eventually like, yo, we both fuck a bunch of hoes. Let's just yeah. be cool. Let's like, just make right. dance videos. Yeah, all right, boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Drake and... Kid Cudi are cool now, yeah. and Drake and Meek, and it's just like Gay gonna lose his shit in three years when he finds oh yeah, out when, about I, that. I, yo, I said it the other day. I'm like, wait till next November when he find out <laughs> Drake and Kid Cudi is cool yeah, now. Like, what? What does that mean? Man, like real shit. So it's, it's it's just one of them things where their beef is so strange and it's so extensive, and it it encaps it encapsulates everybody. Yeah. Like it, it Little Wayne, Rick Ross, Jay Z, they're all moving. Like you know how uh. Like a um, I was looking at it the other day. Like the protect from Philippe from 1920 has like 382 <laughs> movements. It's like that. There are so many little dolls and movements yeah. in this beef that one, it's never going to like. This is just going to go on. Yeah, forever. because there's no there's no crescendo no. to it because no. it's just it's just this lingering thing in the air. They never run into each other, even though they're neighbors. Apparently, they never run into each other. Ain't nobody got slapped yet. No. So it's like you. You haven't had that physical release of like, oh, so yeah. that was over. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, Meek Security tried to kidnap Drake right. at the Spectrum. Right. <laughs> like, shit like yeah. that. Like, you need that moment of... Pussy, pussy uh, wouldn't come to the fence. <laughs> you need that moment of, like, ridiculousness to where it's like everybody can sit around and be like, we took it too far. Yeah, and then stupid. you can squash the beat. Right. These niggas just... Just throwing yeah. like fucking badminton, uh, yeah. the little girls at each other. That's what it other. is, little badminton. <laughs> the little mouse, little, little mouse. <laughs> like, they throwing them joints back and forth for 12 years, and this is why the beef can't fucking settle. Yeah, it's never gonna end. Never. This is gonna be eight years from now. We still gonna be talking yeah. about this shit. Yeah.
Because all it takes is Drake to we just get on a song. We will be hosting SportsCenter. Me and you hosting 6 p.m. SportsCenter. Yeah, Drake and Kanye are beefing Con- Congrats to Rod. He just texted me. He uh, He's going to be on Fox this weekend talking Fire. about football. Congrats, Rod. Yeah, congrats, Rod, man. But it's like, yeah, no, nah, like, that, you know, it. all it takes is for Drake to just get on a track. Yeah, she had on three stripes. Oh, my God. Like, it just, <laughs> and Kanye going to let his back up. His back up. <laughs> Anything that nigga heard sicko mode six months after it left the top ten chart <laughs> for thirty months <laughs> for thirty weeks and Kanye was like what? <laughs> Yo, checks over stripes. Nigga, Don't you, you never get on no song talking about no checks over stripes. You shitting me? Saha told me to my face sicko mode was as big as hit. I said, all right, well, cool. Down to my my goes right. <laughs> Kanye is ridiculous, uh, man. That's a really, really shout out, nigga, yeah, he, man. He needs a lot of help, man. Oh, uh, but I like 7 a.m. and Bridal Pad. That, that's where we was at. It's a great, great rapping, rappy record. It's it's Drake's it's Drake's uh that's his version of bombing atomically. Yes. Those six PMs, five AMs. Time stamp records. Yeah, those time stamp Jones, they're they're rapidity rap records. All right, so back into the album. Uh, number 15, Race My Mind. I love this Phenomenal. record. Phenomenal. I, I love it. I listen to it 8,000 How am I supposed to wife you when you ain't Aisha enough? It's a bar. That's a bar. That's a bar. Yes. <laughs> That's a bar. That's the heat, How am I supposed to wife you when you ain't Aisha enough? Fits the theme of the album, lyrical content, the delivery, production. Is, is Drake and 40 doing what Drake and 40 do? Is Drake do? and 40 doing what Drake and 40 do? It's perfect record. Perfect record. Fountains with Thames. Not going to lie. I, I I hate this. I record. don't dance enough. Yeah. I absolutely hate this record. If um, you if you if you in the shaking your tail feather, I guess. Yeah. But it's formulaic, predictable. It's like in the same pocket as Controller and One Dance, but it's not as good. No. Nah. It's just a song, and it shouldn't have made the album. Yeah, it shouldn't have been on. It's it. probably going to be a smash in the international community. This shit sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. So that's another deletion. So what we got, like three deletions so far? Uh, That was a deletion. TSU was a deletion. And Yebba's Heartbreak was a deletion. All right, so we got three deletions so far. And we got No Friends in Industry and Knife Talk that shouldn't have been on album, but are are great songs. But are great songs. All right, uh, so 17, Get Along Better with Todd Dolla Sign. My favorite drone on the album. Toxicity. Word, word, word to our, our uh, legal representative, Kev <laughs> loves Ty Dolla Sign. You know what I'm saying? And Ty I, Dolla Sign I, makes everything better. I, I, it makes everything better. He's like uh, it's like bacon. Pe- it's like pesto. He's like bacon. <laughs> you, Ty Dolla Sign, you put it on anything and the shit is fucking great. I, when I heard this record, I'm like, this is the most CLB-ish Drake, Ty Dolla like. This is this is probably my favorite song on the album, outside of the shit that I'm playing all the time, which is Poppy song. Like as far as the shit that I like, yeah. this is probably my. I tweeted the other day. I'm like, this is probably my favorite song on the, on the whole album. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a great. It's amazing. It's a Drake record. <clears throat> yes, and Ty Dollar comes on and 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 just it's it's great. It's it's a, it's a it's a very very good record. Yes, that's an excellent record, and um, it, and it's real. It's, so that's a, that's if you've an, ever been uh, in that situation, like this ain't about revenge, right? But now I get along better with your friend. She's a way cooler. Like, she's just, you. Like, she's just, have you hung out with her before? <laughs> Do y'all not? Do y'all out? not know these? Like she's amazing. Yo. You on the other hand are detestable. Yeah. She's great. And she kind of feels the same way I do. <laughs> she doesn't. She don't be friends with you anymore. I hate to be the one to deliver the news to you. Yeah. But. We're a thing, and you're out the circle. Perfectly toxic record. Beautiful. Uh, 
You only live twice with Ross and Lil Wayne. It's like you said, Ross come, do what Ross do, get out of niggas' way. Lil Wayne. The the recommended uh, instructions for the thighs is to keep it grease for two minutes. <laughs> so I got two minutes. I got to get, get back to gotta get back to the local thighs. I gotta, thighs. I gotta, I gotta get these thighs out of this. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. It's a wing shortage. Yeah, so we converted. Can only cook thighs we for two minutes. We pivoted as a business. You leave men for too long, then the thighs get to dry out. Now it's almost a breast. You know what I'm saying? That defeats the whole purpose. I don't know why want a dry thigh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do my thing, yeah, get up out of here, yeah. get back on the Wingstop jet, get yeah. back to the, the, the day county. Real talk. Uh, Lil Wayne left Earth on his, on his verse. I saw the initial, uh, I think it was it was either OK Player or, or Hip Hop Daily News. One of them was like, fans go crazy hearing Lil Wayne do the Lil Wayne on the... And I, I was reading an article and I read, like, some of the tweet, and I'm just like, yeah, Lil Wayne is... is When you hear him on shit like this or, like, uh... What did he do recently where he spazzed? Uh, the Nicki Minaj John. Nicki Minaj it, it John. Just, he spazzed on the John with Polo G. Yeah. He spazzed on the Tyler record. Dog. Like, the, he's low-key on the... He's not low-key. The Jack Harlow record? Yeah, he's on the number one feature run out of anybody yeah, the last like, two years. It's crazy. It's crazy. But Crazy. he can't put an album together, yeah. <laughs> an album together that people care about. So nah. he's not getting that like. Nah, the funeral credit. was good though. Funeral was good. Yeah, but it's just Wayne. Carter Five was good. Carter Five was all that. But Wayne's run at, at at like the mountaintop. It's you know Drake is there, and it's just yeah. it can't be everybody at the mountaintop. Like if Future's there, Drake is there. Little baby's climbing up. You know, it it just it. The mountaintop ain't was so big. Yeah, so you've, it's been, like, you've been there. So yeah, yeah, you've been there, and we he was and, there for a long ass time yeah. too. And it's crazy because somebody the other day, I think it was Sean Cotton, was like, uh, Lil Dirk was like, I'm on a Lil Wayne run right now. And everybody, Sean was like, why is everybody comparing themselves to Lil Wayne? Like, none of y'all are Lil it's Wayne. It's like, there's two artists that nobody will ever be again. Tupac and Lil Wayne. There are no Lil Wayne's. Like, it's it's not. It's it's, it's, it's a farce. It's just a, leave it alone. It's yeah, tactics. exactly. It's a, it's an absolute <laughs> and, and farce. And the thing is, Dirk having a phenomenal year. He got 35 placements on Billboard. Soon to be 36 because of this Drake record. Yeah. But you ain't. Lil Wayne, bro. Like, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You know news. Drake about to have 260 on the billboard? Nasty, right? <laughs> this is sick. That's crazy. 260 out this year. Just padding his stats at this point. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, so you only live twice. Good Drake verse, decent Ross verse, phenomenal Lil Wayne verse. Has nothing to do with the fucking album. I feel bro. like he's dissing Kanye on that. Of course. Yeah. He did Swiss, be, Swiss on that joint, yeah. too. I didn't get you. He sounded like first. a bitch. Oh, you fancy, huh? Like he, it was he, like everybody did their verse and got out of there. Yeah, I'm, he I'm, fired Swiss ass up on that joint. Yeah. All right. Uh, I Miss You Too featuring Kid Cudi. This is the worst song on the album. No. I hate this song. This, let me say this. The song has nothing to do with the album. It shouldn't be on there, and it's kind of stupid. <laughs> but No, it's still a Kanye disc because Kid Cudi's on it. Right. This <laughs> is subliminal. It's a subliminal. Yeah. <laughs> But I like it. It has a good sound to it. I hate this song. I like it. I like Kid Cudi though. Like I'm always been a Kid Cudi fan. Yeah, I haven't really outside of like that f- them first two projects. I don't really give a shit. I about almost Kid bought Cudi. Kid Cudi's uh, Giuseppe's. The oh, puffy you was, you was fucking. <laughs> yeah, the Jones with the with the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen him just do the pull-over. 
<laughs> them Jones <laughs> relax. Yeah. I like them. When I was in uh shout out Ange, when I was in Neiman's, I was buying some so I forgot what sneakers was I was buying. But I saw them and I was like, yo, them Jones kinda hot. And I was like, those the cutty Jones. She was like, Yeah, but the biggest size they had was a 48. <laughs> and I wear a 50, you know, European. I was just like, man, if y'all had some 50s, <laughs> I'd have been out chance. I, w- I would have bought them winter coats. Uh, big ass yeah, shoes on your feet. Fucking uh, uh, what they call them? Puffers. <laughs> you would have had the first Montclair sneaks. Yeah, Montclair <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Like, Man, nigga, I ain't no Montclair made sneaks. Yo, I fucked with them Jones when I seen him. I'm glad I didn't buy you. Somebody the other day, I think it was Spank, posted a pair of his Zanatis from years. He was like, yo, we was really wearing these. I'm like, with the gold buckles. With the gold on. buckles. The fucking uh, Kanye designed those. Dusty Rhodes boots. <laughs> <laughs> the American dreams. <laughs> Kanye designed them Jones. Him and Virgil. Fucking Dusty Rhodes shoes and shit. Yeah, nah. But I, I've always been a Cuddy fan. So I like anything with Cuddy. Right. But the song doesn't, it is pointless. It doesn't. It's just a song. It's just a song. Jag. Or yeah. jazz. <laughs> yeah, jazz. Yeah, it's just, just a, a song. song. <laughs> Add that to the TRP lexicon. Yeah. Uh, number 20, fucking fans. I, I low-key hate this song. Too. I was going to say, it's... It's the only song on the album to me that fits the format of CLB that I hate. Yeah. And that, that like, when you say the misstep, that was a misstep. Where it's like, this song is not really as much of on brand as it is. It's just... It's, it's just a song. Sh- it, it no, it's not a, even just a It's just... It's, it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's just... This is, this is an actual bad record. Yeah. We haven't heard many bad records from Drake over the years. but We've is, heard some, but this... This, this is this is especially This bad. is definitely up there. This is top of the list. Yeah. Uh, and th- so that's another deletion, and then twenty one. Uh, so so far we got four deletions, um, and then twenty one. The remorse. He, he did an actual outro yeah. to the album. Good rapping. That's why I said this album feels a lot like Take Care in the way it's designed. Where like the intro, then the second song, then remember the end of the the Take Care. He did the ride. This is the remorse. It feels a lot like that yeah. album where it kind of goes all over the place a little bit. So, so my final grade on this album. Um, I gave it a 7.8 out mm-hmm. of 10. Um, I actually had it lower, but literally going through it track for track with y'all, I boosted it up a little bit. Um, but my my biggest issue with the album is if he trimmed the fat, made those deletions, get Dirk the fuck out of here, get Trav the fuck out of here, this is a classic album. It has the <laughs> makings of it. He just went too hard and put out too much Music. I think when he, he could have doubled back and just gave us. I think he did it because Kanye got twenty-seven. Exactly. And so I think that's the misstep in him, like trying to play the Donda Kanye game. I will say this. And keep in mind, nobody's heard those twenty-seven songs yeah, from Kanye. No, I definitely haven't. So you didn't need twenty. You didn't need twenty-one. You could have w- gave us a solid seventeen. I will say this. I made a fifteen. I made my own uh, album. Oh, you cut it. You cut yeah, what you wanted to cut. I've done that before. If you do champ, I've rearranged. I did uh, Kanye Jones. Me, meet championships. <laughs> I've rearranged that and made it my like because yeah, I was sequencing was terrible. Sequence, yeah. I thought this shit was. It was a great album, just wasn't sequenced right. So the way I have it sequenced, I feel like I could have A and R that album to yeah. higher heights. You know, holler at me. I mean, you're but, probably more qualified than anybody that's over there. That's over there. <laughs> but I look at this album. If you was to do champagne poetry, Poppy's home, girls want girls in the Bible, love all, fair trade. Way too sexy. I would move pipe down up. Yes. To maybe like right after love all. It's no way in hell pipe down is supposed to be all the way at 
No, it should be one through ten, so we yeah. around that yes, I feel like it should be like seventh. I feel like maybe right or, or or sixth, maybe right after Love All. If I was doing nah, it, maybe, maybe ten might be all right. To keep the keep the nah keep because you would get TSU. You would get TSU out of, out of there. there. Yeah, yeah, Yabba's heartbreak yeah, out yeah. of there. Yabba's heartbreak is out of there. You would almost. I don't feel like you need another future feature right after Way Too Sexy. And Into that, Deep should be later on and in the album. It album. should be the end. It should be where fucking fans is at, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, fucking fans should be in the trash. Right. In the recycling. So yeah, get rid of that drama. you move up, pipe down, get rid of Yebba's Heartbait, get rid of TSU, move Into Deep down. Now, at that point, No Friends in Industry is, is a bonus track with an asterisk next to it at yes. the end. Knife Talk should be a bonus Knife track. Knife Talk should probably... Yeah, I would almost do that as another bonus track. Move 7 a.m. and Bridal Path up. Fountains is gone. Get Along Better. You Only Live Twice should actually be before Get Along Better, in my opinion. So to where the end of the album is, Get Along Better, In Too Deep, I Miss You Too, and then The Remorse, and then the bonus tracks. That's how I would do it if I was doing it. Again, I'm not an A&R. So... We're cutting the album back to 17 songs. Yeah, definitely TSU uh, is out. Uh, yeah. Fucking Fans is out. Yeah, absolutely. Tim's, I don't, is that the name of it? Yeah, t- the Fountains with Tim's Fountains is out. Fountains is out. And Yebba's Heartbreak would be out. Go Knife Talk and No Friends in the Street to the end, and then a couple tracks moved around. That was what I would probably do to where the, now the album is 15 with two bonuses. Yes. Like, all and, right. And I think that would change a lot of the public reception to the album if it were more <laughs> concise and you control the tempo more because the tempo is part of what has makes people make those emotional responses like when they hear certain records that are fit in the same pocket you can't just be switching bpms like that like it fucks with people and it makes them feel like you don't know what you're doing right even though you're drake and, and it's drake and 40 we know you we obviously know y'all know what the fuck you're doing you got a track record of excellence but Y'all made some missteps on this and adding some records that didn't need to fucking be there. Didn't need to be there at all. So but, so my final analysis, if he trimmed it fat, it could have easily been a non plus. It's too bloated. It's got an 80 minute runtime, 21 tracks. Some of these songs were totally unnecessary, don't fit the theme. Um I listened to a lot of the detractors, which I normally don't do, but they were some of them were justified. It wasn't just hate for the sake of hate. Mm-hmm. This go round. Um you know, so having us wait three quarters of the year for this for this album to come out the way that it did, again, the highs are very high. We named like eight or nine records that are A's and A pluses, and uh, and most of the other ones were B's. But then you have some songs that just flatly don't even deserve to sit next to those records because they're so good. Right. Uh, and again, I reserve the right to update my rating after living with this longer. Um, because I feel like, you know, like I said, they, they trim the fat, fix the sequence. If he comes back with a bonus or whatever, changes the fucking order and then adds some records, who knows? We might be looking at this album a lot different. Right. Um, the Houston theme for the album is very prevalent. Um, and I think it's kind of repetitive at this point. He's done it for a long time. My prediction of what he should do next, make a Memphis sounding album. Look Alive is one of your best songs in recent years. The Joan with Project Pad 21 from this album is is one of your best songs in recent years. I think you had Juicy and Paul come in and do the production along with 40. You do the CMG features, stack samples, have uh, 40 do some fucking Elvis flips and put some 808s under that shit because if anybody can get that catalog, it's Drake. Right. You got the fucking key to the vault at fucking Universal and pretty much anywhere else you want. So I think that he should give us like if he's doing a, if you're reading this is too late too, 
I think it should be like a Memphis themed <clears throat> album, production wise and all I'd of that. I'd love shit. to hear him do a Memphis style album. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, with all of them, that'd be lit. I'm reading this shit now. Um, Kanye has three songs in the top ten this week. Three, okay. Um, that ain't gonna get it done, Mr. West. He he joins Drake now as the only person to chart the. Wait, let me read this right now. Let me get it, get it, let get me it get together, together now. Because uh, I just scrolled past it. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He becomes the fifth most charting songs in Hot 100 history. He passed Nicki Minaj and Future, who are tied with 133. Um, he simultaneously charts 23 songs on the Hot 100 this week, joining Drake as the only other artist to achieve that many songs on the Hot 100 at one time. Damn. Um, That's impressive He becomes the third artist to simultaneously Debut three songs in the top ten uh, Joining Drake and J. Cole So Yeah, dope numbers from Donda Great numbers Now that's done next week <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's, okay. that's a fucking rap I get an album uh, I'm gonna give it an 8.3 out of 10 Okay. I don't think it's Going to live on Like Take Care or nothing was the same But I do think it's better than Scorpion I do think it's better than the first one I, Of course the first one is the first, the first one. one is. I don't even know the name Thank me later It's pretty bad I, I think it's better than if it you reach so poorly Yeah, And Drake even said it He was like that was me basically just showing all my friends and family Hey look how many rappers I know Yeah fucking Elliot and, uh, and B-Dot When they did the, inter- the Rap Radar mm-hmm. interview with him They was basically like it almost sounds like You were doing like a Drake impersonation Compared to like how you sound now It sounds like Drake was a person yeah. That first album. yeah, it's not. It didn't live on great, um, but I I think the CLB has a shot to be right there with like take care. Nothing was the same. CLB right behind it. It's it's that good. The music on here is that good. Songs like Champagne Poetry, songs like Knife Talk, yeah. so they're gonna live on. Songs like uh, the 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 singles, they're gonna go forever for, yeah. for a while. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think way too sexy gonna top out at like eight million or some shit. Yeah, like that. It's, it's it's gonna do millions. You already know that because it's a slow burner, and a lot of people that hated it like it now. Yeah. And it's only been five days. And the fact that he's about to do something crazy for the Hot 100 Top 10, and he's about to sell six, seven hundred first yeah. week. The album's gonna end up five, six million. The the Drake era is not over. No. So y'all can that nonsense is what he say on there. The the, the uh, people say the Drake era is over. I'm like, we living in the best of times. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just is what it is. So I, I give it an eight point three out of ten. I think it's the right now. It's it's three albums that to me are just ahead of everything else. It's that Migos album and Nas album for the year. Yeah. As far as like the standouts to me, Benny the Butcher got a dope joint too. Forty two Doug, uh, the original version of uh, Freedom Boys is phenomenal. Yeah. So. Good album, nonetheless. We had a good breakdown. Yeah. Uh, we got about 25 minutes, about 20 minutes. Uh, at this point, Future might need to call Puff and ask him why you being weird to me. Okay. Because, because he's basically terrorizing his man. Did you see him with Joy? Shout Jay? out to Mona. I drove, I, you know the kids are back in school. Yeah. I, my first day picking him up, <laughs> literally, we went six blocks. I heard, why you being weird to me? <laughs> about a good eight times. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, Mona went viral, viral. Yeah, shit crazy. So... At this point, Puff is like harassing Drake. Okay. It's like, all right, so uh, the Lori Harvey shit. Future, bro. I'm, I'm harassing Future, I'm sorry. So the Lori Harvey shit. So Future dealing with Lori Harvey, they break up. Next thing you know, she with Puff. They wearing matching outfits. He's eating lunch with Steve Harvey, who's yeah. the same age as him. Right. So that's that. 
Future come back, take his bitch back. <laughs> on the lakes of Monte Carlo, <laughs> right. but nonetheless. Future come back, take his bitch back, whatever the case may be. All right, cool. So now you fast forward. Puff is on a YBOD spree at this point. He just is dealing with Young Miami, allegedly giving her $250,000 a month allowance. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild as fuck. Yeah. That pussy must be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I would like to I would like to see it. Uh, and then now he's with Future's baby mom, Joy Chavis, on a yacht in Italy. Which baby mom is this? I don't know. <laughs> Joy I, Chavis is the one that got a baby by Bow Wow also. Okay, so this bitch is, is moving and shaking. She's moving and shaking. She's okay. getting it down. She's yeah. getting it popping. So now she has reached her final form, which is billionaire pussy. Yeah, she is. Uh, so now, uh, Bow Wow, you are officially out of the running completely yeah. because she's not going to drop down probably below a $100 million nigga the next go-round she get that pussy up. Right. Uh, Joy, beautiful, phenomenal body, talented, unproblematic. Seems very, very easy going. Mm-hmm. She's giving that pussy up. She's she's out here. She's 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 doing her thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And uh, you know, it's one of those situations where this is like the the realization. Like you ever have a, a chick that's like super bad but don't know her worth, and like you taking full advantage of the fact that yeah. she don't know her worth. Yeah. And then a nigga in a Ferrari pick her up, yeah. <laughs> and you like, oh damn, you you realize it yeah. now. So I think she's finally realized her worth in the fact that maybe I don't deserve less. I could fuck a billionaire. So here we are. Puff reminds me of my old head that just passed away last year. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he does the same. He does. <laughs> yeah, does Puff. a lot. I got a, I got a lot of money. <laughs> How about you give me your five thousand? Here's two hundred thousand. Like egregiously <laughs> resets the market. Yeah. Like this is I'm, not even in negotiations. I mean, her Puff, max salary is not even that salary. I mean, we got Puff, your Gucci Puff, bag. Puff, 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 Puff has been going through a, a midlife crisis. For months now, we honestly since the middle of his life, like, <laughs> like, fifteen years, ago. twenty years at this point. Like, Pup is fifty, right? 50, yeah, fifty plus. He, he, he got to be fifty. No, he just turned fifty this year. Him and Jay the same age. Yeah, I think he just turned allegedly. Allegedly, no, Ale- no, not Jay's industry age is the same as Puff's. Yes. Yeah. Jay nah. seventy one though. He's, he was hanging. Jay was hanging with Kane. It's no way he's, he's under sixty four. Jay was with the Fuji. <laughs> Jay is sixty three years old for Jay sure. Was selling, Jay was selling the first crack rocks. Like when they first dropped crack, he was selling it in Trenton, New Jersey. There's no way he's anything under sixty four years old. Like Jay was living in Marcy when you had to have a job to live. Like when the projects were like outstanding development. Like Jay is old, old. super old. Like. It says here that Puff was born in 69. 69. So that'll make him 52. 51. 51. His birthday's in November. Birthday's in November. Okay. So November it'll be 52. Right. And it says here that Jay-Z was born in 69, December 4th. That's what I'm like. They're in the, Jay's industry age and Puff's real they age line are, up. The, they are the same joint. Then if Jay's, on here it says 51. He'll be 52 in December. Which makes it insane because <laughs> Jay Z has an AARP membership. <laughs> I don't understand how at fifty one got in the game early. You can got collect social the, security. Got it in the ground floor. <laughs> Jay amazing man. Jay wild as shit. But yeah, Puff definitely been going through a midlife crisis. So for 20 somebody years. pointed this out to me last night on Twitter because I was like, Yo, why? I was like, Do Puff got a problem with you? Like, what's going on? There was audio. A future calling Puff a, a weird yeah, a old ass weird that, yeah. and some girl recorded it and then leaked it to the internet. Yeah. So that's pro- that's the precipice of the beef. That could be it. 
But Puff's so hospitable. He, that could happen and he'll come around you. Like, he fuck all your bitches and come around you and act like ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> Or I love Or yeah, <laughs> love him. Or Pump could just be a psychopath and just decide, you know what? I'm gonna make this nigga's life hell when it comes to these hoes. I got a billion and nothing to do. Nothing to do. Nothing. Got a, got a successful television network. <laughs> Biggie Mama likes no music. I can't put no shit out. Like <laughs> terrible. Black Rob did. Oh, I got a documentary for y'all. Okay. On Netflix, it's called How to Become a Tyrant. Oh, I started watching that. It's a six-part John. How far did you get? Like two. Yo, the first episode is Hitler. The Second. Hitler John is wild. No. Man, I got to see it. I'm, oh, the Hitler John no, is I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I was going to watch it last night, but I, I picked the 9-11 John over Nah, here. fuck that. Damn. It's called How to Become a Tyrant. It's six parts, and each part they follow another dictator tyrant and show you the shit that they was doing to take over control and power. And this and this. The first one is Hitler. The second one is... Uh, it's not Gaddafi. He's part five. I know Idi Amin is in there somewhere. Idi Amin is four. I watched his. I watched three and four last night. Three is Saddam Hussein. Four is Idi Amin. Who the fuck was number two? Um, yeah. Can we look that up? Go the now. Netflix. On the internet. Uh-huh. The internet. Motherfucking internet. How to be a tyrant? Oh no! Two is Saddam Hussein. Three is. Is okay. First is Hitler. Second is Saddam Hussein. Three is Idi Amin. Four is Joseph Stalin. Um, five is Gaddafi, and then six is uh, Kim Jong Un. But I watched Saddam Hussein's and Idi Amin's. These two niggas, like <laughs> Idi Amin, is nuts. Saddam Hussein, like so. Basically, the whole thing with becoming a tyrant is. You know, it's different tactics that they use, but they all do the same exact shit. So it's basically saying they tie all the stories in together, but each episode focuses on one specific person. You know what I'm saying? So they basically were saying how each tyrant, when you become a leader, like think about it. Say you haul off and you decide I'm taking over Philadelphia tomorrow, right? right? You can't or take some ABM shit. Well, yeah, but no, like on some real dictatorship <laughs> shit. But you just dis- basically like that same situation. You decide you taking over Philadelphia, but you can't take over it alone. So you need me. You need Big Dan. You need uh, Vince. Vince. You need Taylor. You need Ra to help you take over Philadelphia. But then when we help you take over Philadelphia, you like I had to kill these bitches because <laughs> they know how to take over Philadelphia now. So that's what dictators say. Showing how Gaddafi. Um, Idi Amin, Joseph Stalin, when they became powerful, all the people who kind of helped them get the power ended up dead within the next two to three years. And it was like Saddam Hussein basically did everybody dirtier than that. So basically what Saddam Hussein did was he took over power from his boy he was working under. Six days after he took over the reins of Iran, Iraq. Iraq. After he took over Iraq. This motherfucker basically called a Senate meeting. We're like, you know how like the the president addresses the Senate and yeah. shit. What do they call it here? Um, Congressional hearing. No, when he. Oh, uh, State of the Union. State of the Union. He basically did like a State of the Union address where he had all of the high ranking motherfuckers from Iraq come. So he went to like basically who was like the head of like the military situation in Iraq. He kidnapped him. Kidnapped his wife and kidnapped his three daughters and took him into the the drums. Like, listen, this is what's gonna happen. Your wife and your daughters are gonna get gang raped, and you gonna watch it, and then we gonna kill them unless you sign this confession that you were trying to overthrow me, and that all the lists on this 
all the names on this list were assisting you in trying to take over the government. Dude signs it and he was like, I'm going to call a state of the union address and you're going to read off the names on his list that you that they was trying to help you overthrow me in the government. So he did this lie. They got tape of the shit and motherfuckers <laughs> is in the crowd like, no, no, no. Saddam forever. Saddam. Like and they was dragging motherfuckers out the joint and killing them right up. Like, yo, this shit is nuts. It's just wild watching how him and Idi Amin basically took over Uganda and the nigga. He basically took it over with like his henchmen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They took over Uganda. They became the wildest motherfuckers in the streets. And basically, they said that during his reign, his reign was only eight years. Three hundred thousand Ugandans got killed and shit. So basically, he started a war with Tanzania, and they realized that when he started the war with Tanzania, his soldiers had never been in war. <laughs> they was just wreaking havoc on like people and you know he kicked all the Asians out of Uganda yeah. like it, it's crazy as fuck and they went into the war with Tanzania of course they got smoked this motherfucker ran he went to exile and lived the rest of his life in Saudi Arabia like man I ain't want nothing to do with that Uganda shit <laughs> 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 no way I don't know the fuck they talk about over there but it's a good ass doc I'm, t- I'm on the third episode now so I watched Joseph Stalin's during the night yeah, yeah I learned about Joseph Stalin in elementary school yeah he was he was wild he was wild the Hitler John is crazy because Hitler, you know, Hitler started out as like a nice guy. Yeah. Like, you know, word to uh, BF. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy because you can see how he won man of the year. Like, yeah. he really was like a revolutionary as far as like the party and what he wanted in Germany. And along the lines, he just was like, oh, we got gas. <laughs> All of them in the oven. <laughs> oh, we, I know we had gas. <laughs> like, the shit just went super left. I, I'll tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, you know, for me personally, like, you know, getting older. I remember like hating like history and social studies and all of that shit. And I now always, I, I, I love always it. had an I loved it. I always I if it's a docu-series, documentary, I watch, I've been like that my whole life. Cause I like knowing shit. And you learn and my whole thing is watching this is like I was saying it, I'm like, could you imagine living in a society where this type of shit goes on? Yeah. That what Idi Amin did that finally fucked him over was he killed a high-ranking uh pastor because he thought the pastor was trying to like be on some shit with him so he killed him chopped his body all up and it's wild because they had like a torture chamber they was beating skulls in with hammers and a oh. dog they was wild saddam hussein uh the one motherfucker he he uh he basically kidnapped him on some like wanting to know what he know his wife came to saddam hussein was like please just i, I don't want nothing to happen to my husband you know i don't like he's like well your husband's probably gonna be in jail for the next 25 years right. for treason she was like please uh, I'll do anything. Just don't. I don't want him in jail. I want him home. He's like, you know what? I'll let him out of jail. Your husband will be home tomorrow. The next day, she got a box with her husband in it, chopped up. Like he home? <laughs> yeah. One piece, but he They chopped him up. Sent it. Sent it to the wife and shit. Dang. He killed his sons-in-laws. That shit is nuts. His, you know, you know, Saddam Hussein's son was supposed to be like super psychotic. Uday, yeah, Uday. You did the movie on him, right? Uday yeah. wanted to be in charge, but Saddam Hussein's daughters they had married two brothers, like the same last name. I forgot the name, Kamal or some shit like that. Yeah. His two daughters married the two brothers. The two brothers were like smart, articulate businessmen, like had it going the fuck on and Uday was just shot the fuck out so the oldest brother kind of thought Uday was going to kill him or like have him killed or something so he took Saddam daughters and their kids and they flew to right. Pakistan right. She he called the daughters and was like yo we not like that shit ain't going to happen 
bring that come the fuck back to Iraq. Like, yeah. why the fuck would y'all leave? They come back to Iraq. He put guns to his daughter's heads and made them sign divorces from the two brothers. And killed, the killed the brothers and then tied them to cars and drug their bodies around the streets and shit. <laughs> like the Saddam was nuts. So it's like when you see him get hung at the end, you're like, like ah, <laughs> <laughs> all right. They like, wasn't tripping. Yeah, they wasn't wilding. Like, no, nah, like that nigga built a 200 foot statue of himself. <laughs> Saddam was crazy. They some good ass documentaries, though. It's called How to Become a Tyrant, though. It's good as shit. The, um, what else we got? Oh, Michael K. Williams, man. Yeah. Damn. He's Michael K. Williams, man. Somebody that's. Fetty in the cult, man? They just put the funny in anything. I mean, they robot, like. listen, they was, I was watching or listening to some podcast yesterday, and they were saying how. In New York, they spread it on weed. They were saying in, it was like, it's like three different cases in L.A., like people that was like actors and shit like that, that died from cocaine that was laced with fentanyl. Damn. In the recent, like, last three months. Like, three different cases. Like, they going bad with that You're shit. You're making a super speedball. Now, fentanyl, can you actually see it? Like, you know how you can see heroin? You can see coke. You can see weed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can see it. Fentanyl, like, I mean, like, yeah, you it's, could. It's powder. No, I mean, like, you could. Can you tell? No. <laughs> that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like. No, you can't tell. Man. So, you don't know what the fuck. I heard that there are, like, fake pills now. Oh, I've been fake pills for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I don't, I don't do them. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, no, no, they're coming from Mexico. That's what, that's what they put in there. I'm iffy about Tylenol. So yeah. it's like to to just know that this is just readily around is scary as shit. Yeah. You remember when that whole little outbreak happened? Girl, I went to school with died in that shit. Like that whole fetty shit that was going. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy to think that that shit is just readily. It's crazy, right? They was ready to kill people. Like man, you saw them fake perks, but the fetty in it, they want the fake perks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got the fake ones. <laughs> the real one is like seventy eight dollars anyway. The fake yeah. one is like forty dollars. You got any fake ones? That's, yeah, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, the fatty in there, they're addicted to it. Dang. My thing is, I tell them like, just just go buy some heroin. Yeah, it's I mean, cheaper. essentially. I mean, it's cheaper. You, you get your, you get your. Yeah, they bundle. just don't want the, uh, the stigma <laughs> of being a dope fiend. But you a dope fiend either way. Either like way. the seat, the cat is out the bag. We know already. Uh. Damn. So yeah, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Definitely um, a staple of black cinema. Uh, played Omar Little on The Wire, one of the most iconic characters in television history. Played Chalky White on Boardwalk, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, he was also recently in Lovecraft Country. He was the father in Lovecraft Country. Did a great job on that show. And uh, you know, basically, basically, been said that you know he's somebody that struggled with various forms of addiction over the last few, over his whole life, basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he would go, you know, on and off. And, you know, addiction is something that just now in like 2020, mm-hmm. 2021, we're starting to understand more. And the fact that, like, it really is a disease and, you know, people not trying to intentionally destroy themselves. Yeah. A lot of these drugs have like major codependencies attached yeah. to them. And you can't shake that shit. Dang. Then you got shit like this happening where, you know, you think you're doing one thing and you done doing another thing. So you do your normal amount of what you think it is, yeah. but it ain't that. And then doing too much and you fucking die. Did you see the, the 50 Cent post? Yeah, 50 was 50's bugging. Yeah, 50, and I like 50 a lot. 50 was... 50's bugging. There's no reason to At be At the end of the day, the beef should... Michael was dead and Jimmy's doing 9,000 years. Wait, ago. he had a beef with Mike K. Williams? Yeah. Michael K. Williams basically sided with Jimmy Henchman. Like, Mike was a street nigga. Like, right. he just was an actor and talented and all that shit. But he basically... Uh, chose sides in the midst of that 50 and Jimmy Henchman shit and all of that shit. And 
50s like all right cool you beef with me we beef forever and the man died and he's stood on his beef with me forever and it's tacky and it's classless because it's like duh you got all the money in the world you successful as fuck you got fifty thousand television shows why are you engaging this this is unnecessary and it's like I'm all for mm. keeping that same energy, but it's also a such thing as in the 48 Laws of Power, they tell you never go past the mark that you originally yeah. set for yourself. Right. Like you're doing too much, bro. Yeah. Like because it's just like everybody loves this guy. Yeah. So yeah, you, like it's not know, too like, many people that hate him or talk bad about him. Did you see? Uh, did Did you know about the him the story with him and Tupac? No, Michael K. Williams. No. So, um, he was on a show and they basically show his first acting role, and you know he was in Bullet. In the okay. limo with Tupac. Yeah. And um, she was like, this is one of your first acting roles. He was like, no, this is the first. This is my first ever acting role. She's like, first acting role, you end up in a film, feature film with Tupac Shakur. He was like, how? He's like, actually, Tupac is the reason that it, that, I, that it happened. So he's like, what happened was back in the day in New York, <clears throat> it was real big for music videos. That was like the scene, like to mm -hmm. do your music video in New York. So there were a lot of casting agencies where you would go <laughs> in and they would basically just take your pictures. Like, take your picture of you straight up, side frame, almost like mugshots. Yeah. Take your pictures and they would just have them in there. Tupac was here filming a video like a music video Got it. and he saw he was like at i guess the, the 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 place and looking at pictures and he saw the scar and was like yo that dude looks menacing find him for me yeah and he's like i came and met tupac tupac was like yeah i wanted you to be in his music video but fuck that i think you need to be in his movie and that's how he got <laughs> in the bullet and she was like wow and Pac told you that he, he was like true story Pac told me that story in that limo in the movie in between takes, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, that's crazy. like a Pac really a fucking girl." Like he's like, if, "If it ain't for Pac, we don't get Omar right. from Noir." That's crazy, crazy that's as shit. Crazy. But he was like, "Yeah, he just he seen my picture, seen the scar, and was like, yeah, I want you to be in his music video.'" And was like, "No, I'd rather have you in this movie," and that's how it happened. Damn, craziest shit ever. Shout you really don't Pac. like it's just you know right place, right time. Yep. Oh shit, I need a scary nigga. And you got a 30 year career out of this shit. 30 year career <laughs> and a classic situation. You know what I'm saying? Like the wire is going to live forever. Yeah. Crazy. Sucks the way he passed. You know what I'm saying? He said he found him in the apartment. Terrible. Um, his nephew. It's like his nephew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just. Drugs ain't no joke. At all. They ain't no joke, children. Stay away from them, Jones. Um, I, I, I really don't want to talk about Wallow in April. We can nah, do that we, later. We don't need to do that. I don't care about that. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Um, but I got nothing else, man. Uh, we actually did our show in the right amount of time, so I can get out of here for once. And amazingly, <laughs> uh, you got anything you want to throw in? There? I got nothing else, man. We'll be Again, back right tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, two episodes on Patreon. Uh, quick little Patreon preview. We're gonna talk about the Mercedes Moore situation. She was OnlyFans yeah. IG model, got killed by a st crazy stalker and a murder suicide. And we're gonna talk about when stepping out on faith goes wrong. Oh, we the can 20, get busy with the that. The twenty-two-year-old idiot. Who quit his $100,000 job to work for Jake Paul. Kind of got a couple other <laughs> topics I want to throw in there. Maybe one or two. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll be back tomorrow. Two episodes We found Dan. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm uh, back. <laughs> sub subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon Realist Podcast Ever or Patreon.com slash Official TRPE. Um, Hit the website, OfficialTRPE.com. Go buy some merch. Shout out to, uh, sh shout out to Jules. Bought... 90,000 pieces of merch recently, man. We appreciate the support. Yeah, Jules bore so much shit for his peoples. It was <laughs> the email kept ringing. I'm like, who's buying all he this He was shit? like, yeah, my peoples liked it so much, I went back and bore some more. He bore like another 20 <laughs> motherfucking. They're like, shout out to that nigga, man. We appreciate Jules, yeah. man.
But uh, I got nothing else. Got nothing else. Matt's going back to work. I'm about to go hit I the streets. I might go back to work. <laughs> he might might not be. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to definitely go find me some lunch. That's yeah. uh, the primary objective. Yeah. Y'all stay safe. We will see y'all. Everybody that's on Patreon, we'll see you tomorrow. If you're not on Patreon, get on Patreon. Holla back. We out.